Welcome back to the Joy of Gaming podcast. Uh, I would tell you what episode it is. However, we are going to wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. No. It's episode 54. <laughs> uh, but it's it's also a new beginning. It's be, it'd be if you ever uh, collected comics back in the mid-2000s, Marvel had like, this is the current number of this volume, but also here's the overall number. And then whenever they'd hit a big milestone... like they'd just so, say, F it. Yeah. It's 500. Yeah, or we, 700 or whatever. We are far from 500 episodes, but... We are back. We may be at about 100, though, if you added in our first volume. Yeah, throw that in. Uh, it's been a lot of episodes, all the side episodes. We've done oh, a lot. that's true. Um, but we are back. It's been a long six, oh, five months at least, really. About since... a five-month hiatus. Uh, I went to San Francisco's Rich Lepore. Uh, first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Rich Lepore. Uh, Jordan Alseca. And Kelsey Lair. We, uh, if you remember from our most recent gaming podcast, um, we introduced Kelsey as our uh, third man. Uh, for gaming, pretty much full, full, just because we've been, we've, well, at that point we were doing episodes so infrequently, it seemed reasonable, and she's going to be around a lot. She is, um, she is, she's become a veritable fixture oh, in the scene, in the scene, guys. as it were. Do you I feel have loved? Tears in my eyes. She, I think she totally crazy. doesn't. She's lying. I feel like the prettiest she's girl totally at lying. the ball. I mean, Aww. in this room, you're the only girl. So, so, so yes, yeah. so yes. We but can, we're all vying. We can for your throw hand. you that bone. <laughs> Uh, no, but we're really excited that Kelsey's joining, and really just that we're sort of almost rebranding in general, because as you might have noticed on the feed, we've had a lot of different podcasts recently. We've we've had side episodes about comics and television and movies and just all the things that we're interested in, because we're still huge gamers, of course. It's Indeed. our first passion. That's why there are 53 previous episodes of this iteration of The Joy of Gaming. Uh, but we felt it was time, just between Tim leaving the podcast uh, late last year and... You know, having a few months where we were just trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was just been in California for a couple months. That was one of the reasons we delayed. Um, Jordan, which we'll talk about later, just launched a freaking Kickstarter, which is a huge endeavor. Yes, for a comic project, and we'll give you the details. And there's something in it for you as a listener of the Joy of Gaming, so don't just immediately yeah, no, slam no. that pause button when we get there. Comics! <laughs> it's no. possible there are gamers who don't <laughs> like comics. Oh, I know. I'm not kidding. That was me. I, three years ago, that was me. Yeah. You know? I was like... <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, yeah, we're back. We want to do more of... So basically, you'll see episodes for the joy of comics, the joy of television, the joy of movies, whatever we feel like talking about each week, but... It will all be under the banner of the joy of geek. And just, that's been our brand for so long. We love the joy of gaming as a name. We want to, excuse me, keep using it, and uh, yeah, we just... Super so, excited. So this it. is episode 54 of the joy of gaming, uh, now under the new joy of geek banner. So uh, I don't know how we'll do. Well, I guess we could do the Joy of T- TV is probably like at like four or five, right? Four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah. We might, with there. those, we might just start. Yeah, we with may... a brand new run on all of those. Maybe we should. Uh, Kevin Schaefer, who was on some of those episodes, he's going to be another regular fixture as long as he wants to be on the podcast talking comics and movies. Those are more his purview. But yeah. it's good to have someone who's super dedicated to those. Uh, Kelsey might find her way onto those every once in a and while. And maybe we'll yeah. even have a star-studded four-man podcast roundtable at some point yeah. and oh, blow it out and cram into uh people to kevin's, get excited kevin's uh um um what is it his, his outfitted studio i was trying to hide i was trying to make it like his illustrious studio no it is i mean it's a great room 
<laughs> full of lots of comics and cool stuff. There's a nice table to put my laptop on. <laughs> Is there really? Because I didn't see one. <laughs> no, uh, we love Kevin. We're, we're super glad he's going to be a part of the podcast. That is cool. Um, you just saw the curtain get pushed back. I'm all about ripping that down. Do <laughs> not... Please ignore the man behind the, the curtain in Oz. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so, for our first episode... All the things that have happened in gaming this year that we haven't oh had chances God. to comment on. God and knows by the there's way, enough of it. Disclaimer, we will not get to even half of all the stuff that we probably... I'm forgetting stuff. There's all kinds oh, of yeah. games that I've been wanted to play that I haven't played. There's so much to talk about this year. What a great year for gaming. Uh, but what we are going to talk about is just what we've been playing. Because that is... If there's any other segment that's a fixture of this podcast, it's what we've been playing... We're going to have a supersized episode talking about all the different games. Well, it, the episode won't be supersized, yes. but the segment will however, be supersized. However, however, yes. Uh, but we're going to talk about a, a lot of the games we've been playing recently. If we think of any... I mean, five months is a lot of time in the gaming sphere, especially if you're playing as many games as we tend to. Uh, I mean, then again, who knows? Rich has been on that Destiny yeah. addiction. Or if you play Destiny, the one game you've been playing. <laughs> but Man, I'm sure you've got plenty what, to say there. i got a lot to say, and I finally understand what World of Warcraft is all about. <laughs> oh, oh so you know? I know now, finally. And I, understand, and I understand why people have, have shifted to League of Legends from World of Warcraft. Anyway. Yeah, so, all right. But, uh, so we're just going to hit that. You want to you lead in with Destiny? Go ahead and start. Yeah, all right. All right, so... Um, the Taken King was coming out. Now, let me let me start by first by saying, like, I've been freaking obsessed with Destiny for the past, like, three months or so. That's all he talks about, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. And you may notice that that is rather coincident with The Taken King coming out September 15th, 3rd, Yeah, right about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, about a month before The Taken King came out, I got, or a month, maybe two months, I got, um... I pre-ordered uh, the Taken King uh, on on PS Network on PlayStation Network, which you know entitles you to getting all the expansions for Vanilla Destiny. Now, for, before that, however, I played Vanilla Destiny uh, on Xbox One. Uh, Jordan and I both did, in fact. Yeah. You 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 know, see, this is something that was always weird to me. You didn't. <laughs> you're like the hugest Halo fan I ever met, pretty much. And you didn't really get into uh, Destiny. Like, what the fuck? Well, I played a good bit of Destiny. The problem with Destiny, especially vanilla Destiny, is once you've done the story and you kind of mess around, if you're not going to go raiding with people, and I tend to be a fairly solo or one friend player type of person, you can't really do what is a lot of the meat. I mean, I can't play the Vault of Glass or Crota's End or any of that stuff. I mean, I can do the daily raids. I can match Maybe make. Daily Strike? Yeah, the Daily Strikes. The Nightfalls, yeah. The Nightfalls. I can do those with matchmaking, but... Nightfalls you can't match me. But yeah, yeah. Or, yeah but, 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 but the strikes, the heroic daily. Yeah, the strikes, stuff, yeah. all that stuff. And I had for a little bit, for about a month, I was doing my, you know, you'd have your daily Destiny routine. But it got to the point where if there, there, there isn't a lot of meat to Vanilla Destiny, especially once Taken King came out. And a lot of Vanilla Destiny, there was almost like a, a hard line drawn in the sand. A lot of Destiny players got locked out of a lot of content yeah. because they were only on Vanilla. It's gotten to the point now where there's like legacy playlists. And so like there's the legacy strike playlist, there's the legacy... Uh, Crucible, Crucible is the PvP of, mm-hmm. of Destiny, mm-hmm. and and outside of that is really not shit to do. Now they think they're throwing people bone because like I think you can get a, now now you can go from level thirty to level thirty four <laughs> for free, <laughs> oh. but you don't get to go from thirty four to forty. And I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I mean, there's something to be for the hunt. Like yeah. I, that's what I love in, in games, and that was where I was I was having fun hunting light and doing the marks. But it's so incremental, and there's. There's there was so little fun to do each day. Yeah. I just sort of fell out of it. And more importantly, a game I'll be talking about, the hype machine really started building for me with uh, Halo Five. At that point, 
I mean, you can ask Rich or anyone who saw me online. It was all Halo all the time for about a month and a half. Yeah. Oh, Halo oh, five was it? No, I couldn't. You tell. were there. I was there. <laughs> so okay, so so let me just so let me say so I so I played some vanilla Destiny. I liked it a lot, but I'm gonna put my Destiny life and pretty much anybody's Destiny life, but I'll just make it my own into two categories. Um, playing Destiny for the first twenty to thirty hours of playing Destiny slash non hardcore Destiny. <laughs> Playing Destiny from thirty at twenty to thirty hours plus hardcore Destiny. When you play Destiny hardcore, it is a different game. It feels different. It it is different. So fundamentally that I don't even recognize the guy who was playing Vanilla Destiny. I don't even know who that guy was. <laughs> those feelings, no, seriously, those feelings feel foreign to me. No, I, I totally understand because I played WoW for so many years, so I totally understand. At first, you're going through quests and like like story mode. It, it's like it's like it's such a it's like a twinkle in in the eye of 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 of, of old rich back in the old days. Yeah, it's like I mean those when story missions are so fucking inconsequential once you start playing. So what it, what any anyway? So about a month and a half or two months before Taken King came out, I was like, wow, this is a great deal. I spend seventy dollars, eighty dollars, whatever it was on the Taken King online, and I get to play both expansions. I got to build my characters back up from scratch because I, I originally was on Xbox One and I switched to PS4 because a bunch of people I knew were going to be playing on PS4. So I was like, all right, I'll get it on PS4 this time. And um, and so I, I started building up new characters. I was like, well, originally I played a warlock. And I was like, well, I'm going to play a hunter this time. Hunter looks really fun. So my main, even to this day, is a hunter. But I've learned now after mm, two, three hundred hours of play, more than that probably, that a hunter is – they die easily. They're the, they're the, they're the <laughs> easiest class to die. They, they have the least health of the three classes. And some people that you talk to will say, um, yeah, but they can go invisible and they can sneak around and that like helps you stay alive. Yeah, but there are certain places where there's area of effect damage and like big explosions going off that you just can't avoid where nothing compensates for a Titan or a Warlock's just sheer damage. I was a hunter. So completely. I, I am a hunter. Still, it's my main. Oh, there you go. Um, but I'm recently, after 300 hours, started shifting a little more back to a Warlock, interestingly. And, and I also have a Titan now that's leveled up. So I think my three characters are... The, the new cap is 320 with the hard raid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have... Uh, a hunter that's 306. I have a uh, titan that's like 395 with best gear, and a, and a warlock that's 301 with best gear. So I'm pretty pretty legit. Now, really hardcore destiny people be like, you're not 312 because there's a huge delta. When you, like 305 versus 312 is like night and day. It's like a hundred <laughs> hour difference. You know what I mean? Like really, it's unbelievable because you know that's that's going. For, so, so let me let me explain. So you can get up to level roughly 290 somewhere between 290 and 300 without going into any of the raids. Mm-hmm. And once you hit 290, you can start the normal raid. And so at that point, you're eligible for 300-plus gear. And, and for people that are listening that don't understand what that means, um, light level now, I'm not even going to go into what light level was because Destiny is one of the most convoluted histories of like figuring the fuck out what they were going to do. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's ludicrous. They've had like 10 different currencies – they, you know, they have all these different ways of leveling. Light used to be handled in one way. Now it's been completely overhauled into a different way of light. So light used to be like a stat on your armor. Now light is an overall assessment of all of your armor averaged. So oh, so it's an, so you have item level gear now. 
So that's what it, it, it is. Because in WoW, you basically have the same thing, where your gear is like, say your shoulders are 95 and this, that, and the other thing, and then you add them all up together, which makes it like you're a 412 character. That's it. Then yes. Okay, so it's just like item levels in WoW. Oh, they totally jack WoW. Yeah. Well, no surprises. Well, WoW figured it out. Yeah, it's an MMO. It, it is. And I love how they front like it's not. They're like, it's a shared world shooter. Shut up. It's a freaking <laughs> MMO. You know what well, I mean? Well, here's the big question I have, okay. as I think most people have. Uh, does the Taken King make it the game it should have been a year ago? Right. That's good. good. Thank you for focusing me because I, I, trying to describe Destiny is like it's like hurting my brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is fucking messy and really awesome, but messy. Um, I have most of the exotic weapons. I, I'm going off again. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes and no. Story wise, there's about eight hours of story content and six. I don't want to exaggerate. And they're great. There's like four or five really good cutscenes. There's a whole bunch of lore that's added in by collecting calcified fragments and putting together this lore booklet that's completely outside of game. So that called oh, the Books yeah. of Sorrow. That thing. I don't understand why you built something in game for something that's not in game. That you then yeah. have to look. You collect at. 45 calcified fragments so that you can build a gun called the Touch of Malice, which is amazing for the raid in two spots. But you gotta have it because if you don't have touch. You no raid group wants to raid with you, or you know they might, but they're always like you got touch of malice, and they're like, dude, you know, like for example, if you're if you're advertising yourself on the raid forums, it's just like, yeah, dude, uh, looking for LFG LFG uh, two two uh, two guardians. We need we need two more guardians. Uh, we have four level three hundreds with four touches of malice, or you know something like that. It's literally a you're parameter. On the forums, you're really into this. Yeah, LFG forums. You have to be. You know how you said like you you, you usually play with one person like. So one you, or two at most. Yeah, that, there's no other way. I mean, it's an MMO though, so it's it's you got to play with a lot of people if you want to see everything. The only way to play Destiny is really when you're like I said, there's before. There, there's there's non-hardcore and hardcore. If you're playing hardcore Destiny at all, you got to be on the forums because there's no matchmaking for the stuff that really raises your light level. Right. Nightfalls, anything that can give you light over 300 is match is not match made. Um, so I and I think that'll probably change. I think they'll probably like they, they were like putting their 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 uh, what do you call it? Your something in the sand. Um, the line in the sand. Yeah, they put a line in the sand. I guess I was thinking of an anchor, but that doesn't work because <laughs> uh, yeah, I would just move right. <laughs> anyway, it depends on how how movable that sand is. Anyway, so yeah, they drew a line in the sand. They were like, no matchmaking for raids. Or nightfalls. That's that it. Sounds ridiculous, though. And we'll see. Well, WoW, you know, try to combat it because I've heard the, the allusions to WoW. I never played WoW intently, but my understanding is that they have match made raids, but they're not the hardcore raids. The hardcore raids are non match made yeah, still no, to this day. Because there's looking for raid in WoW, which was a new thing that was added. And looking for raid is like a different thing than the actual. Like, it's the same raid, but the gear is not as good right. as if you, say, went with people who weren't matchmaking, that right. you went with people. But even then in WoW because you can type in it and whatnot so you can still go to like the looking for group and still find someone who's like oh I needed this for whatever and then you still get that gear but yeah there was looking for raid which you got like a special you get like special items currency for doing it and then you also get but it's like not as good gear but it's like slightly better than normal now now at its most basic level like here's my question I played through the story on basic uh, Destiny and I liked it I liked a lot of the moments yeah. like the highlight for me is when it actually did something and I think that was my biggest problem is this really is a lot of go here shoot this right win mission 
But like, what I really liked about it was the one mission where it's like, okay, you got to pick up the sword and like melee a bunch of dudes. Well, now they have and, swords. Yeah, well, that's the sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah. Do they have more? Is it a little more cinematic? Is yes, the story that, a little more well, interesting? Yeah, the, the six hours that you get, or the five hours. Every time I think about it, I think, man, maybe it's four hours. You know, maybe <laughs> it's, it's going to be three. thirty minutes. By yeah, the time I mean, <laughs> if you want to talk about genuine cutscene like story movement, it's probably fifteen minutes. But but they have like the the talking during the exactly, and it's it's Nolan North now. So yeah, that's why that's another question. How's yeah. Nolan? North. Does North, he help the script? He, no. Uh, <laughs> and what he actually does is illuminate the fact that it had nothing to do with Dinklage. Well, as was, people probably knew. Was Peter Dinklage even really that bad? No, no. And a lot of people like long for Dinklage now. Of course. It's just yeah, how no, life no. is. They're like, where's Dinklebot? You know, I mean, and, that, and they're like, no. He's our you, meme, damn it. <laughs> I mean, look, he didn't fuck up that script. The script fucked up that script. And when, Nolan, when you play, because I played through the original script three more times on Nolan North. And it's just as bad, if not worse. Um, it's just a bad script. I mean, when you have lines like, um, uh, not, to, uh, not to discomfort you, but I'm following, uh, or I'm, 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 I'm finding our path by looking at the light of dead guardians. It's further below. I mean, it's just, I mean, but worse yeah, than what I, I just said. I watched a side-by-side side that came out where it was like, here's yeah. the Dinklage version, here's the North version, and I was going... Which of these is supposed to be better? I mean, sometimes there was a little bit of a difference yeah. in the line reads, but it was like, no, eh? it's just, it's just, bad writing. I refuse to believe that Dinklage would have been that terrible. Because I, I, like, I, I, I was always like, it has to be the script. There's but, no way that Dinklage is doing a, poor he's, line he's reads. He's a genius actor. There's no way. I mean, the only argument anybody ever had was maybe Dinklage wasn't into it. You know what I mean? And like, you know, that was the only argument because it was never he's not talented. Yeah. It was maybe he's just not into it. He's not energetic. But I think he was trying to play it like nuanced and there's just no nuance in that plot. Mm-hmm. So he was just, the, I mean, it's just bad writing. So anyway, season two, year two, which is what Destiny's into now is much better. Um, Nolan North basically is Guilty Spark. He went that route. <laughs> no. So Yeah, yeah, no, he's Guilty Spark. No. He's Guilty Spark. No, 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 that was no, no. what it sounds. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, no, no. No. he's guilty, Spark. No. And it's all the time, and it almost—it's it, like you can just a little bit hear Nathan Drake in Guilty Spark. <laughs> oh my god! Well, first off, I have to hear this, but no. Yeah, no, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, everybody pretty much says that. Um, but I mean, okay, so let's, to answer your question, it addressed a ton of the issues that were wrong with Vanilla Destiny. There's a ton left on the list to go that well, need to be addressed. But, but they're working at... Well, I mean, yeah. aren't they just going full sequel next year? That what I they think said? that... So that's what everybody... When I listen to all the podcasts every week. There's like four of them. And each... Everybody on all the podcasts is like bated breath. Because year two came and it was this big seismic shift. Like I said, the way light levels works is now like, wow. And, and they overhauled the whole loot system and all the weapons from year one, unless they were specifically brought to year two, don't even matter. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of... And remember you had talked about that? You were, like, not inspired to get any legendaries, like, in the lead-up to year two. Because yeah. you were, like, only thing that's going to matter is exotics. And half of those didn't even make it. So, like, just to give you an idea of, like, the little, like, little tiny bone that they throw you that, that Destiny fans are, like, grabbing at <laughs> is, like, they just announced that in December there's going to be a weapon rebalance. And a couple of the exotics from year one are now going to be brought into year two. And everyone's like, yes, 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 yes. You sound like all you and the other Destiny players are in a really bad relationship. Right? Yeah, it's it's dysfunctional. It's a little dysfunctional. <laughs> like, like you'd, I'd be like, Rich, you're in an abusive relationship, but you need to stop. You know what? I've actually, this last week, I've been, I've been like, do, I, I had an intervention with myself. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it was called Fallout. <laughs> um, and I was just like, and you know what I actually have to do? You're, this is going to be really funny. I just realized that I do this. I've turned off 
the internet on my PlayStation 4 because what will happen is people will pop in, hey, you want to raid? Hey, you want to do a Nightfall? Because once you get in the scene, like, every time I go on, it's like, dude, you're going to hate me. I got the sickest gear and shit like that. I'm totally serious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I, I want I that. Know. Wow. Dude, you got a three. The, my, you're a recovering addict. My friend, just got a, addict. my friend just got a 320 smite of Moraine, and I'm just like, oh, oh, oh I don't want it. You know what I mean? Because it's really sick. Dude, over it's here, the it's best like, pulse just, from just, the raid. You're just spouting gibberish. And it's, like... it's the raid pulse, and, and it's really, really sick. Um, no, it is, it, no, it's completely changed, because everything that you went through, I went through when WoW, and everyone's like, you're crazy. you got to shut like, your internet off. I was like, no, you don't understand. Because even, because when, when WoW went to the whole Battle.net thing, and then you still had your World of Warcraft friends, even though you are playing Hearthstone or yeah. you were the Storm of Diablo, they'd be like, hey, guess what I just got from this raid? And I'm like, shut up, you get can't out hear of it. here. You can't you know? hear it. Because then you're like, you're like, guess what the new raid is? Guess what they added? And you're just like, like I just la, need a la, taste. La, la, la. Give me that taste. No, no, it's totally true. So anyway, it's like different games. So when I think about, you know how, you know, again, not to keep talking about this story, but you know how I said that like the origins of the joy of gaming idea were that feeling you get when you play games and you're so passionate. And you're, it's just pure joy, right? When you mm-hmm. love a game. Um, it's like that, that, that overall feeling your body has when you're playing a game. And the way your body felt when you were playing Destiny versus now playing Destiny for me, it's like different games. It's different feelings. It's different that things that I get from it. But fundamentally, the thing about Destiny is the shooting feels amazing. I've never felt shooting in a game that felt better than that. And one of the big reasons is there's a lot of aim assistance in that game. And so, and, and I, I, I because I listen to way too many podcasts, I listen to the... the, the um, uh, the, the director of the sandbox, which basically means all the guns and how they shoot and damage they do and all the little tweaks, mm-hmm. John Wozniewski, and he said it's it's one of the pieces of the secret sauce of bungee shooters. He says, and what they do is they the, 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 you know getting the aim assist just right, getting the accuracy and the stability and all that kind of shit just right in all the guns means that you can do really sick shit. Like all of a sudden you, you feel a little shot in, your, in the right side. You see like you know that the, the the director shows you that you just got shot from the right. You can fling around with a hand cannon and go pop pop and get a really sick headshot and feel like a baller. <laughs> and like that is the secret sauce of bungee shooters. They feel amazing because they put all this work into it and they have a bunch of secrets. You know, I recently heard that a couple people from Bungie actually were asked to consult on the Fallout 4 shooting. Not that the Fallout 4 shooting feels anywhere near as good, but oh, no, that it's they, a lot they said, better. They said that they when they were trying to make their shooting for Fallout 4, they took cues from Destiny. So, so there you go. Yeah. yeah. I had just heard that. You, you, you yeah. knew it apparently, but yeah. So so there you go. I mean, the Destiny shooting, I don't think is... I've never played a game that shoots better than Destiny does. No freaking question. Now, there are different things that are considered as good, like Halo 5 uh, multiplayer, and, and the single player. The shooting is great. Um... It's a different kind of game, though. The aim assist yeah. is way low. It's much more, you know, competitive. It's anyway, anyway. But but I think there's no game that can say it has better shooting than Destiny. Different, maybe, but I think it's hard to say better. So anyway, I could go on and on and on. But the point is, I'm in an intervention right now. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to hold back on the Destiny, and uh, I don't know when some more shit gets announced, I may be right back in there, uh, you know, feeding the addiction. It's but. Hard to kick it. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's a minor expansion coming in a few months. That's the. Th- oh, I, I wanted to respond to that. So, so you were saying is Destiny Two next? That's what everybody wants to know. Like I said, they're throwing us this tiny little bone with like making some old exotics new again, and that's it. Um, so people are like, "What's going to happen?" Like, we, we're pretty sure that Destiny Two is the next huge thing for for September of next year, but there can't be a hiatus for twelve months or whatever. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So, what's it going to be now? In the earnings call, the Activision CEO or whatever said, um, 
that you know we've shown that microtransactions can also live side by side with DLC. I don't know if I mentioned this. Yeah, I didn't mention this yet, but they introduced uh, microtransactions in a tiny way. Okay. None of it's none of it, and I was you know me. I fucking hate microtransactions. I was about to say, are you about to praise oh some microtransactions? Oh my god, I fucking hate some microtransactions. <laughs> they make me want to kill people. Like they're the reason I don't play mobile games. Like mobile games, there's a lot of great ones. They don't even exist to me because it, any game, and I've said this many times before, but any game whose designers spend more time thinking about how to fleece me than how to make the game fun can go to fucking hell. <laughs> and I fucking hate that shit. And so like, if you have a team of 15 mathematicians figuring out how to get little kids to push the buy now button, you can fucking die. That's all I think. <laughs> oh. And that, that's what I think. But anyway, so microtransactions snuck their way in a little bit. But then in two months it'll be a little bit more. And then in six months it'll be a lot more. And next thing you know, it's fucking microtransaction driven and free to play. And fuck that. Um, but and so and next thing you know, you'll be playing you'll be paying to win. Now they're saying that's never gonna happen. I pray that's true. Mm-hmm. Right now it's just uh emoticons. Emotes. Oh, okay. So that's you, not so bad. you can go bad. you can point at shit and like do little dances. You can do the Carlton and you can do the <laughs> golf clap for five dollars and shit like that. You know, and people Horse love armor it. for a new generation. Exactly. I know, yeah. And what's weird is is that I'm thinking it's like we could have listeners that don't even know what that is. No. Makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, But anyway, anyway, though, uh, so microtransactions snuck their way in. The Activision, and so some people were like, well, is it all going to be microtransaction driven? Because they were like, you know, our sandbox team is going to be using microtransactions to support some of the content moving forward. So people were like, ooh, does that mean all the content? That was a Kotaku article. I'm getting way too in the weeds with this, but the point is. Everybody's wondering, is it, it you know, the, 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 the Activision CEO was like, there's a place for microtransactions to live side by side with conventional DLCs. So everybody knows there's going to be DLC, but we just don't know when and what. Um, so we'll, that remains to be seen. But anyway, Destiny is super fun. Just player beware, dude, because that shit's addictive. I can believe it. I mean, I enjoyed it while I was playing it. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or is that the... I have some more games, um, uh, but why don't I let you guys dig into them, because they're all stuff you guys have played, too. So Fallout 4 is the one I've been playing. I played a little tiny bit of Sleeping Dogs. Uh, I loved it, but then Destiny came creeping back. <laughs> um, found you. In, you tried to hung, hide out in uh, Hong Kong. I did, you. man. I did. They found me, dude. <laughs> Hong Kong has the internet, <laughs> as it happens. Uh, and then I played a little bit of uh, the Phoenix Wright uh, one that was the newest one. Um, on my iPhone a little bit while I was on a plane, and then I got home and there was internet and destiny. Um, <laughs> when I got home and destiny so was like, just airborne there, is what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, but then I played some Fallout 4, which I'll talk about with you guys when you guys get to Fallout 4. Um, but I think that's about it for me, um, recently. Okay. Uh, I'll take this next one, I guess, if we're gonna go round robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Oh, no, I played Call of Duty too, but I'll talk about that when you guys talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you've played a lot of what we've played. Yeah. But, but I yeah. guess the main thing you haven't played, and I will start with that. Um, so like I mentioned, alluded to earlier, uh, I was playing the Master Chief Collection pretty much nonstop for yeah. about a month and a half yeah. before Halo 5 came out. Just because I love Halo. You I are mean, the human. I've never, <laughs> of my friends, you are head and shoulders the biggest Halo fan I've ever met. I, I mean, it's something I've loved. It was what got me to buy the Xbox, like a lot of people. And I love playing it. And um, I'm one of the people... Uh, it's it's a huge split. I mean, you talk about any game in the series, you'll get different opinions on how well it's aged, oh, yeah. how good it is in the overall series, how good it was when it came out. Um, I was one of the people who, you know, ODST was my favorite for the longest time, even though a lot of people don't necessarily like it because it's shorter. I think it's focused. Um, you've got Reach, which I hated, but is also <laughs> widely considered one of the best. Is it? 
Yeah, a lot of people think <laughs> Halo Reach is the best Halo. If or if not, it's definitely in their top three. How come I always heard people talking about how Bungie had like gotten lazy and they didn't even really want to make it and all that? Well, shit? I would say narratively they gotten lazy because I don't see how people don't call it out more on. I mean, I guess if it's gunplay and multiplayer, there's a different audience for that stuff, of course. <clears throat> but narratively, as far as the campaign goes, they essentially just copied ODST's story. Um, and changed it from like, know, ODSTs to Spartans. The lore that they already had set up. <laughs> as Kelsey's a big fan of the lore, which actually is, I think, one of her positives when we get to Halo 5 here. Oh, yes. Uh, but <laughs> the, you played Halo 5, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we played it together. Uh, but but with, with the Master Chief Collection, it was just great getting to play them all again. Um, except for Reach, which isn't available as part of the collection. But Even get, still. Yeah, even so still. So they brought ODST in as a bonus for saying, we're sorry. Yeah, for the multiplayer problems. I think Halo Reach now is backwards compatible. It's coming. Or it's, it's not coming yet. to be backwards so compatible. I, I think they're not going to bother with an update. They're just It's just going to be like, you, you can, can play, play it on your one, so what's it matter? You're right. Yeah. Um, I would still be happy if they just brought it in for completion. Just for completion. Sake. Just yeah. to yeah. feel... You know, comprehensive. <clears throat> but playing through them all back to back to back, uh, as Kelsey and I tried to do, we had a, there was a lot of internet connection problems when we were yeah. trying to run it, uh, which Halo. is probably just a fact of they never really fully fixed it. Is but... it is it three four three servers? It's 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 a, it's a server. For no, some... but is it three four three or is it Microsoft servers? Or oh, I don't work? even. I don't know. We don't didn't know. fully figure it out. We, we didn't get it to work. It. I think it's a Microsoft <clears throat> server. We were reading a lot of things that for some reason because. Time Warner Cable and Microsoft servers don't get along very well. Mm, so and, that's a problem. And so that's a problem. We both have that. Yeah, we, so. both, we both have Time Warner Cable. Because <laughs> okay. Call of too. Duty, when it first came out, also had that issue. And then, like, they, they, and then they, it fixed it. Fixed they it. fixed it fast. Yeah, they uh, they, they, they fast. have to, given yeah. how popular Call of Duty yeah. is. But so we People were playing will be up in arms. They can't play. Oh, yeah. um, and the great thing is we played levels from every game. Um, we played all five of them at some point, And just seeing all of the campaigns back to back. I played through pretty much everything. I played everything through Legendary Solo. I think I have one campaign I didn't that is finish. It, which was what? Uh, I think Halo 2 I need to finish because we were playing through it. Yeah, we it. were playing through it. Well, that tells me a lot. So so a lot of people, when, they, when they're going to be talking, and I kind of have a little spoiler peek at what Jordan thinks of, of Halo 5. But without spoiling that, I will say, you know, people's opinions on Halo 5, I can take them seriously, but also sometimes with a grain of salt because it's like, does everybody have a true memory of what the old games were really like? You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Jordan certainly does. <laughs> you know? And so that's why I'm, I'm interested to hear. Oh, you know, because we... Cause we cause that, you that, both. That was the whole you point both. I'm of sorry. Yeah. before when Halo 5 came out. We were both like, we want to go through all of the campaigns back to back so yeah. that we are all cut up yeah. before it comes out. Or a good refresher. And have a real understanding. Yeah. And of, have a of, real understanding because, yeah. Cause, of comparatively, yeah. Because yeah, even I didn't remember, like, like Halo 3's ending. Like, all of a sudden, people in Halo 3. What about that? Is that the like, one where you're driving those cars and shit? Fugue state. It's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. I would say Halo 3 of the original, of the ones we played recently, probably does rank my lowest. Wow, I yeah. loved Halo Three, dude. Finish the fight, mother. <laughs> no, I know that's what I remember too. I was like, man, this is really. And then we were playing, we were like, ugh. It's like Halo Two is probably my really those beautiful environments when you're walking through the jungle and shit in Halo Three. You know, it's worth it's worth it's pointing so out. Beautiful. It's worth pointing out though at this point. Given the remasters, Halo Three is technically the oldest looking. If you play yeah, it, yeah, it's with... technically the ugliest oh. because Halo Two has the remaster, which Halo is One has beautiful. the remaster. Yeah, Halo Two's remaster is, Halo is next 2 level. Great, beautiful is it's so um, beautiful. Those it's oh, it's so beautiful. But <laughs> what's wrong with Halo Three? It's just older graphically. And what is this? Ooh, the biggest problem to me, I don't want to get too into like Halo depth here, but the biggest problem to me well, is that the did flood Destiny. are 
really annoying in Halo 3. I'm not even someone who minds the Flood. I like them in the first two Halos. Yeah. But they introduce... Like, the, the deal with the Flood is you're, it's all about, you know, they try to get to melee range and you got to stay away yeah. from them. Yeah, it's all about shotguns. And it's all, Yeah, shotguns, close range combat. But then they introduce sniper enemies and that throws off the whole balance because not only are the Brute Flood ridiculously tough in and of themselves, then you have snipers who can, like, mutate and hang on ceilings and are really hard to hit because... Ideally, you want to be carrying close-range weapons, but then suddenly they... I think it was to try to vary it, you know, to make it more interesting combat that a lot of people complain about, but it just kind of threw the balance off. And you fight a lot of Flood in Halo 3. Okay. Yes, you do. Um, I don't remember that ever being a problem back in the day, but... Uh, but no, because, like, I had the same thing even with, like, Halo 1, where I was like... The thing, like, I was like... I was like, oh, because when you first walk out of Halo 1, you first walk out of the drop, and you're like, oh, this is so amazing. And then you play it again, and you're just like, well, okay. <laughs> No, yeah, um, I love Halo 1, because, yeah. Because, and also, like, the story to Halo 1 is, like, not there when you play through it again. You're just like, wow. It, it does its job, it does its job at the yes. time. Halo yeah. 2, I think, had the best balance. Halo 3 got a little too up its own mythology. Uh, and then, Halo of course, 3 or Halo 2? Halo 3. Oh, okay. Halo 2 is, I think, the perfect balance. Yeah. It introduces the Arbiter. Um, at the time, everybody was fucking pissed about, yeah. I want to be a chief. I like the. I've always liked the Arbiter. It's no, Keith well, David. I, know, I was gonna say it's Keith David. How can you not? And also, when you play as Chief, wait, in... the Arbiter's black. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you play through as Chief in Halo Two. I mean, he starts finally talking more because in Halo, it's basically just Cortana speaking. Like Chief might be like, "Yeah," and that's about it. And yeah. you're just like, so it's there's a it's very silent that game. Yeah, and you don't notice how um, silent it is when you first yeah. started playing yeah. it. So yeah. then, then it came. We came in Halo Four, which at the time it came out, I was like, "This is my favorite Halo ever. It's great." It's a great evolution of the franchise. And I found out online there's a lot of hate where a lot of people seem to think it breaks the guns-grenade-melee balance, which I I guess it's sprinting. That seems to be the only complaint is you can sprint. Yeah. And I don't all right, really... All right, all right, all right. Guns, grenade, melee, balance. Explain this concept. That's like the this Halo Trinity. Down, but this is getting down to the fundamentals of what makes the game great and people talking about... Like, I was talking about secret sauces earlier. Yeah. So what is the secret... What is this? That's like the Trinity of Halo. Guns, great gunplay, grenades, that range attack, and then melee, up close and personal bashing. And that's all in Halo And 4. swords and shit. Yeah, and so Halo Reach also started fiddling with armor abilities. And so I guess in general it was this idea that, no, keep Halo simple. Um, oh, okay. Which... To an extent, I agree with. I think that balance is important. But what I think ultimately sells Halo is its AI, is the way that the enemies work together as a unit. Interesting. And you believe that the, these are how they would act. They're a military unit. You know, grunts run up front. Elites stay back and try to, you know, keep it mid-range. Jackals are sniping or, or keeping yeah, with their well, energy. Yeah, and shields. then, you know, when you kill an elite, all the grunts freak out because they lost their leader. And so they, well, like, become cowards. Stuff that me not being a super hardcore Halo guy. I mean, I've played through all the campaigns <clears throat> except for five. Well, and, and some of four. Um... I never even noticed a lot yeah. of that stuff. I mean, but, but but it's there and it makes it feel great. And, and the same, the great thing about Halo Four is it introduced the whole new enemy type uh, with the Prometheans, but it kept that balance. Like knights were the big heavy. Um, you had crawlers who ran up and yeah. were sniping from walls, and then you had watchers that were general support units. And that's why. And that's why I think a lot of games. And this is just a, just a, an observation that I've had recently. Um, I've sort of always had it, but I've been able to put words to it better uh, more recently. And that is. You know, multiplayer because you know lately everything's gone so multiplayer focused. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like games like uh, like Battlefront. I just got it out of Redbox. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but it's it's very it's there's, there's like missions. There's a couple missions you can play co op, single player. But generally speaking, that's a multiplayer only game. Uh, Titanfall had the same issue. Um, Battlefield has kind of gone that direction, and it's like 
to me, the people undersell like the value of a single player campaign. Like everyone's like, well, we looked at the statistics, and people only play the single player of Call of Duty for five or six hours, and they play the multiplayer for five thousand hours. <clears throat> yes, but that five hours was immensely important. It instilled your understanding of the universe, and every every one of those five thousand hours you played after that, you understood what the guns were like, but that's... what this setting was, what the tone was, what the feeling was, and all of those details. The... And so you you understand the personality of the players. The problem is that's if you play the campaign, and the fact of the matter is, first person shooter players don't. Yeah, like, that's, that's not, not what I've been hearing problem. on Destiny. That's I mean, not what I'm hearing on Destiny. Des- well, yeah, but no, no, that... no, not Destiny. No, no, no. Guys that play Destiny were telling me they go to play Call of Duty, and they were all saying, "I can't wait to play the campaign," and then move into multiplayer i mean and that's fine but you know when you can release call of duty for the 360 this generation without any single player whatsoever and it still sells i mean that shows where the importance well, that that's on huh call of duti with no single player what's that the 360, the, the 360 ver- and ps3 version? versions have no single player it's, it, it's, it's just it's multiplayer. all multiplayer and, and they came out and said there will be no single player update for either 360 or ps3 really yep. yeah it's all, it's, multiplayer all, it's all because multiplayer. there's still an audience there black ops for example black ops Two, I think, from a couple years ago, yeah. still gets like twelve. I forget if it was thousand or million. It gets a, sh- a lot of players every day. Yeah. So the multiplayer is still alive, and that's what's important. And it's the same thing where it's like the problem with Halo Four um, was that its multiplayer died off really quick. And I like the multiplayer, but again, I don't tend to be the multiplayer shooter guy. Right. Um, so I get why that was a big focus with Halo Five, and we're kind of moving in that direction now. Halo Four, to me though, was okay. Three Four Three knows what makes Halo great, and they made a game that shows okay. We're going we're gonna to kind of copy a little bit Halo 1 in terms of the structure of Chief alone on a planet, trying to find his way, figure out what's going on, because that's the general structure of uh, Halo 4 and 1. And then Halo 5, story-wise, kind of tries to follow that same Halo 2. Let's copy Halo 2, because it's got the split perspective. It has this oh. uh, grandiose plot that starts developing. Interesting. So they're like remaking more. the trilogy. Yeah, it's, Almost, yeah, yeah. It seems like it, at least. And it is a trilogy. It's the precursor trilogy. No, they've expanded it. It's they're calling saga. it the Reclaimer Saga yeah, it's now, the Reclaimer Saga. So that they're not limited to, to three, three games. games. You can't see me, but I'm making a really huge, exaggerated grimace. <laughs> but, okay. So Halo 4 did a lot of things right, narratively. Because if we're focusing on the story, because that is Wait, wait, wait. It's not, a precursor I was wrong about. It, it was always Reclaimer. Reclaimer. Or did Reclaimer. It used to be precursor? Reclaimer is the... It's like the forerunner word for humanity. Is They, they call humans the Reclaimers. What is precursor? Where did I get that from? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack and Daxter. I was going to say, Jack <laughs> yeah, and Daxter precursor. Yeah. Yeah. precursor legacy. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, but anyway, so Halo 4 did a lot of things right. It kept... It, it introduced a lot. It introduced the Prometheans in a bigger... Or the, the, the Prometheans yeah, as an enemy. fucking loved Halo 4. Yeah, it introduced... Let me ask you this. Do you like... I want to hear that in a minute, but do, do you still like Halo 4? Yeah, after playing through all the games, it's still my favorite campaign. Awesome. Like, right. I love Halo 4. It's greatly balanced. What's great about it is every level has its own unique feel and location and identity, and there's so much to each mission. Um... And so that's why I was so immensely excited for Halo 5. I was like, no, 343 knows what they're doing. And what Halo 4 was great at was, yes... It built the world out. It introduced the Forerunners in a bigger way than we've ever really seen before by showing them and showing their Oh, wait a second. Culture. That's why I'm saying Forerunner. Oh, no, Precursor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but it, it, it done all of this stuff that built out the universe, sure, but the focus was on Chief and Cortana and their relationship. And, you know, what does it mean to be this super soldier who's, you know, aging and losing pretty much? Because the big thing with Halo 4 is no one he knows is there. 
Like, he doesn't see a familiar face other than Cortana for the yeah, whole no, game. Yeah, no, and Cortana's going... Yeah, and Cortana's going rampant. rampant so she, he's, like, losing his only friend or whatever. So it's a very personal story, and it it hits you in the feels, honestly. Like, maybe it doesn't for every person, but Halo 4 really was a straight, a very oh, good no, story. Oh, no, the end of Halo 4... I, I haven't done it. No, I know, but I mean, it hit me Spoiler in the field. for a five-year-old game! What is it, three years ago? I don't three, know. yeah. But it doesn't even matter at this point, and we'll talk about that getting into Halo 5. Uh, but it felt like they knew what they were doing. It knew what they were doing with the campaign, it knew what they were doing with the new enemies, it knew what they were doing with the story. It had this sense of propulsion where there's this new threat to the galaxy. Um, and then Halo 5 and... Halo 5 is disappointing. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, what did you say was introduced in... You were, I cut you off earlier. Is that Halo 4 introduced? Oh, the more detail on the Forerunners. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of the but, Prometheus being added. But Halo 5 is just an all-around disappointing game. That's sad. And I don't want to say that, and I was I fighting it. Like, even as I was playing it, I was fighting it more than Kelsey was. Oh, yeah, no. And Kelsey, I think, we were both trying. So you had we so you, 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 you had you had given up on it a little sooner? Well... No, well, not so you were the first one to say maybe so this isn't much... as great as we think. Well, yeah, but well, not, not, not but also I had because I'm read the, I read I've read the books, the books that uh, and Blue Team, who is the other team that you play as, which is Chief's team, is in it. So I was very easily placated because I was like, <laughs> oh, these little lore things that I knew about that they finally that I yeah. got to see. Yeah. So I, I yeah, there were was... a lot of freakout moments for Kelsey during the game. Like, awesome! Oh yeah, yeah. no, th- there was an entire scene where I just like I don't I and, think I made just squawking noises. I was yeah, so you're too excited by it. But and you know that's what's great about three four three. They clearly love the universe. I mean, they're a company named after Guilty Spark. Right. So. I mean, you know, they clearly love Halo. They they made map packs for the older games. They they wanted to take over this franchise when Bungie was clearly sick of it. Um, I don't want to say it. Well, they kind of were. sick of it, yeah. Uh, and, you know, there are good ideas in Halo 5 as far as the narrative goes. The biggest problem, and there's problems on the gameplay side and problems on the narrative side. And I want to stay, stay narrative just because I, hear both I love. Uh, narratively, the game... It goes nowhere. Well, you don't even really care about um, yeah. well, Osiris team. Yeah, Fire Team Osiris. Because the game is from two perspectives. The, the trailers were outright, were outright lies, pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of scenes from like those premiere trailers where it was like the, the two different perspectives yeah. on each fight and the idea of him being chased and him being a criminal. Really, he went AWOL to try and find Cortana, and they're just like, we gotta bring him in. And then... Wait, where's the part where he did something fucked up? There isn't... <laughs> Not really. He no, did something fucked up. No, he goes AWOL. That's the, like, thing where... It's... For a totally understandable reason that everybody already knows about? Yes. And so they what send the Locke's team to Yeah, so they him. send Locke's team in. And... Well, because they're like... Is he out there doing messed up stuff? No. Well, kind of, but no one knows it yet. I mean, he doesn't even know it because he's no. technically helping Cortana, like, wake up the Guardians... I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. He doesn't know he's doing messed up stuff, so it's not even really his But there is messed up but stuff that he's me- doing. But, but, yeah, yeah, but it's not the, overt, the, and the, humanity and, doesn't know it either. Yeah, no. The until repercussions it starts happening. are, you don't even notice until the, like, Very final end of the game. Yeah, the big problem. you finally figure out that you're like, oh, I, I shouldn't have done up. that, yeah. yeah. It feels like set up for a sequel. And oh, it seems yeah. like it could be a really cool sequel. Oh, no, Halo 6 could be an awesome game. Sounds like it should have been, it should have been Halo 5 um, the Awakening, and then Halo Six Guardians. Well, the Guardians are all what you're in saying? it. Oh, the Guardians okay. are yeah, all in they, it, but they don't do anything except like leave planets and blow them. Yeah, the they F wake up. up. 
but make really awful noises and wake up and then the, the biggest sonic boom. The biggest <laughs> thing is kind of cool. There, no, oh, there's good ideas. It, that's the thing. That, that starts cool. off cinematically. Promising. It is actually a beautiful game. Yeah, I it's think it's very, very pretty cinematic. Like when you see when you first see a guardian. It's really cool. Cinematically and graphically, it's a beautiful game. I will never slight it on that. But narratively... I'm having trouble understanding why it sucks. Sounds pretty sweet. Because it just meanders. And the more important thing is, it, it sets it up as you're going to play as both teams. That's right, how which is a big is. disappointment. It's which kind is of a lie. Like, it's kind of like Metal I mean, Gear Solid 2, which I know you love and a lot of people love now. But it, when I they found why, out though, they weren't going to be Snake, they were yeah. fucking pissed. And I can get why after playing this game. But here's, here's the big thing. I don't care to play. I don't care if I play as Chief. I like Chief, and if you want yeah. to make it Chief's story, yes, he should probably be featured. But you can tell a story about Chief. Like that's the thing. Had it been a game that was because one of the big complaints is that you have to know the expanded universe to understand like who Chief is even traveling with, or why he cares about certain things, or you know all this detail that Kelsey yeah. knows because she's read the books and I've read some of it, but. I didn't really know, and I knew just from asking her. So you can make a whole game about that AWOL idea, about Chief going AWOL and not seeing him for the whole game even. You could have it be Locke going around and like finding out Chief's history and seeing the aftermath of things he's done. That's a cool game. But the problem is you see so much of Chief from the third person. You only play, out of 15 missions, you only play as Chief in three of them. Yeah, for Chief's the team. full mission? For the full, there's three full missions that you play as blue team, and twelve as you. Okay, so where you so play it's as a one, lock. it's a one to four ratio. It's eighty percent of the yeah. time you're a lock and fire team Osiris. Um, the one saving grace there is Nathan Fillion is back as Buck, and he's clearly having a hell of a time. And he's on Osiris. Yeah, he's yeah, on he Locke's right hand man. Um, that sounds sweet. Yeah. Why does everything about this sound sweet? Because it sounds great on paper. Until you meet your other team on Fire Team Osiris, and you're just like, can we go back to Blue Team? Like because Blue is, Team is so much more interesting. Everyone else is kind of a blank slate. Even Mike Coulter as um, uh, Spartan Locke. Locke. Uh, and he's, you know what? And now having seen Jessica Jones this past weekend, he's a great actor. Yeah. So it's clearly direction and scripting. Uh, he just doesn't get a whole lot to do. It, you don't really find out a lot about Locke, other than that he is just the guy who happens to be going after See, that's a problem. Here, fundamental problem is when you think that it's okay to have a main character who doesn't have character development. Like, that's a fundamental problem. No, and what really is stupid is that they try to bring it up later in the game, too. Like, there's just, like, this whole thing where it's, like, very pokey funny at the new Spartan... Because Cortana is all, like... Because, you know, they're the new Spartan 4s? What? Yeah, they're the Spartan 4s. Yeah, the Spartan 4s. The Spartan 4s. Who aren't... So Cortana's always like, well, you're a Spartan 4, and my Spartan 2s are way better. And so she's, like, poking fun at them, but you don't know anything because you play... Because there's Vail, Tanaka, Buck, and uh, Locke. You know Buck if you played OBS now? Yes. I mean, that's kind of the big... Not even really reveal. It's pretty much early on. They're just like, no, Cortana, she's gained immortality, and she's (laughs) turning evilish sin. And she's... Because, like, right away, early in the game, you meet this guy called the... uh, uh, What's his name? I am the Warden Eternal, Eternal, and I stand in service to Cortana. And he's just like this, he's a Promethean, so he doesn't have a mustache, but he's like this mustache twirling villain, like, yes, we're gonna kill humanity. She will have the mantle, and you're just like, okay, (laughs) I guess this is happening. So does she know she's evil? She doesn't She's like that inadvertent evil. She basically wants to rule all of the galaxy with an iron fist to It's like, basically, if if they were like... If they instituted the purge, like you know, you know the purge movies. That's what Cortana wants to basically institute. If you if you speak out against me, I'm gonna kill you. Yes. And then she's you know she's discovered a cure for rampancy, which basically makes any AI immortal. Um, Which again, it's a big disappointment given how emotional the ending of Halo Four is. 
to have this sudden heel turn of a villain moment that comes so early in Halo 5 and doesn't yeah. ever... You, you're hoping the whole time something else is going to happen, but it, it really doesn't. Um, but, but here's the thing. The Warden Eternal... It sounds pretty fucking cool, dude. There are good ideas. It's just execution. And it's hard to, like, is it, parsing it out sure into it's not a, that you're upset that Cortana's a bad guy now? No. No. I mean, that has nothing to do with it. The bigger problem is when we get to gameplay. I will say, narratively, there are some good ideas. You spend about two or three <clears throat> missions on Sanghelios, which is awesome. Yeah. You get to hang out with the Arbiter and fight in the Civil War, even though it has nothing to do with the overall Again, plot. Again, that's not sweet. Yeah, no, that's oh, cool. it is. Uh, there's, um... There's a new Guardian, or not a Guardian, there's a new installation AI. Not mm-hmm. Guilty Spark, but... Exuberant. Exuberant something. But she's crazy. Um, oh my gosh. And she keeps, like, all the different aliens that come to the to her installation in Is it Joyful cages. Exuberance? Joyful Exuberance, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there are cool little moments, but overall the narrative just never comes together. And because you spend so much of it as, as Locke's team, you're always chasing the narrative. You don't see a lot of it. Let me ask you this. Do they um, do they do justice to the three games worth of Cortana character development, or is she just like flipped into something you don't even recognize? She you know, still loves Chief. She still loves, and you know when you go back and play the games, you're just like, was Cortana going rampant in Halo One? Because oh my, she's God. always kind of mean and snarky, and you get the sense that they developed a relationship, which comes to fruition in Halo Four. But in this, yeah, she just sort of starts feeling like a villain who's trying to play off of John's feelings more so than she actually cares about him. Yeah. Uh, so does that feel? Does that feel like character false? No, it just feels like her rampancy got worse. She's just immortal now. I see. Okay. Um, that's sort of what I would take it as. Yeah. And now you, so you look, don't mind any of the plot stuff, really? I think it would have been better served as being more active as opposed to hearing about it after the fact. What would you guys have preferred the story to have been? Like, what would the, what changes would you have made? I don't know. It's hard. I think I would have played as blue. Te- like, even my bias aside of being able to play as blue team, which is a team that I followed in high school that I loved and I always wanted to play as. Um, I think if you played as blue team more, just because you'd be so much more actively in the yeah, story. Yeah, that's the problem. There's So much of it is passive after the fact, discovering what happened, as opposed to being a part of the events of the narrative. Also, if the combat felt better. Yeah, and <laughs> here, here's the more. big thing. Okay, the yeah. gunplay is different than it's ever been before. Um, you mean Call of Duty-ized? Yes. There's still Halo elements to it, but the biggest problem is that they borked the enemies. Like, they don't... It just doesn't work. First of all, the guns change a little, so battle rifle... Actually, the assault rifle is probably the best gun it's ever been. Yeah. Which is weird, because it's... It's weird to have the assault rifle be as good as it is. Um, everything has a scope now, which is strange, because yeah. it all has iron sights, which is okay. usually, like, holographic iron sights, so it, it fits. Um, but the enemies don't feel like units anymore. Like, they broke the sense that you're fighting planned... You f- it feels like you're fighting waves. It now, feels like that here's a bunch that of a lot of people have said, or is this just your opinion? I mean, now I don't say that just to, to invalidate it. I just wonder how widespread this is. I don't know. I haven't read a whole whole lot. I've heard so this is just your, the campaign, your original take, pretty much. I mean, yeah, there, it's probably out there. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised. Sure. But but the problem to me was that it just throws enemies at you. And on the elite side, it's not too bad. I think the elites work. Or the, the Covenant. The Covenant works well. It's the Prometheans. The Prometheans they, became, like, almost god mode. They Because we it, played they, in Legendary on co-op, which is the hardest to play it as. Like, they, like people were it's like... It's easier solo Legendary. It's easier yes. solo Legendary, which is really kind of weird, almost. Stupid. Well, because they wanted to make it more of a co-op game. Yeah. but And even playing on a lower difficulty, so the problem is it throws these encounters at you where 
it feels like a willy-nilly mishmash. It's not like here's a unit of elites, grunts, and jackals working together. Here's like a, bu- a bunch of elites, like ten elites in a single yeah. fight. And they're all crazy to, you can't, like, you got to peek out of cover, and they're all, like, just and bam, 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 bam. And basically, like, <laughs> the, your grill. Yes. The, the Everything's a life door, too. Like, everything is, like, yeah, kill a lot every more life enemy dooring. to get to the, where you're going. So it's like so. What is a life door? That is where you kill, door shut, door kill shut. everything, and, and the door opens. The door I never opens. heard that 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 um, meme or thing. Yeah, but well, I mean, you've noticed it in oh, games. Of course, yeah. Halo's usually been pretty good about not having that. You can run through a lot of Halo. Yeah, games. that's always yeah. The Halo games were always structurally they always felt different. Like especially even when three came out, that was when I really noticed it because three was the one that moved to the three sixty, right? Yeah. Yes. And when that happened, I was like, well, now fundamentally, it's like. Like, I think, like, a lot of that I thought was, like, constraints of the system that they were just, like, you know, we'll just load in this whole area and then mm-hmm. you just run through different parts of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But but then, like, when Halo 3 came out, I was like, no, they're designing it like that on purpose because they've got the horsepower to make it however they want, but they still have loading, dot, 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 done, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's that's how they do it. That's how Halo's done. And it's done. great. It lets you choose... All right, do I want to risk it and try and run past this fight? You know, it 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 has the confidence that you want to it play makes the it game. It feel bigger too. Yeah, it make, it makes it, it believes that you want to play this game. You don't just want to run past. And sometimes you do. Sometimes an encounter is the sort that all right, I'm tired of fighting. I want to try and sneak past. It. And there's a reward. It's a rewarding feeling to be able to get through fights and you know run past everything. Halo Five is all about door shuts, kill everything before you can progress, and it's stifling and it's not even like kill everything in the room it's like you kill everything in the room and it's like and then you hear someone that's like oh there's a new wave coming in and you're just like what and then it's like five waves later the door finally opens so it's a lot more and just they try throwing to, like, enemies jam at you story in the middle of that too. and the problem <laughs> why did they do that do you guys have any idea they wanted to make it more what is the design reason i don't know it feels more like spartan ops from halo 4 which was supposed to just be sort of wave based lots of enemies so it feels a little closer to that isn't that the one where your overhead view though no, no, Spartan no. Halo, Sp- that's Spartan Ops. Spart- Spartan Ops was the uh, like episodic multiplayer. Uh, you understand how I'd mix up Spartan Ops and Spartan? No, Assault. no, oh, yeah, no, it's no, 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 no. I'm but, just saying, like, boy, is that similar? Yeah, but yeah, Spartan Ops followed you followed Sarah Palmer's team on Team Infinity, and you were like nameless Spartans, okay. and like you were Spartan Ops was really cool though because the you, story blew, it had, though. Well, it got better. It, did, it, it, did. it actually ends in a pretty cool play. That was. a... Mm. Oh yeah, Halo Five. I was also, so it, Halo right 5, at the beginning. Like, I was bad. Ruins Spartan Ops. Like everything that you've done in Spartan Ops. Like, Spartan Ops is, so is an epic, and, and it takes forever. In a and it builds up an enemy, and then that enemy gets ganked in the first mission of Halo Five, and then he's not important anymore. And I was so angry. Yeah, about not even that. like you fight him. Like he just it's in a cutscene. He gets killed. He's, it's yeah, done. He gets stabbed in the neck, and it's like what just happened to Jewel of Dava? <laughs> anyway, but gameplay wise, it's just the biggest problem is the Prometheans. They turn knights, who are, like, the main Promethean knights, into these ungodly tanks. Like, almost like hunters. Like, the knights are the new hunters of the Promethean. And then they they added... The the spikes? They're the ones that, like, spawned, uh... The hunters are the things with, like, the the big punches. Yeah, and the rod cannon and the the shield. The the knights were the big Promethean enemy, the main one in in Halo 4. Now they're, like, they're they're big, bulky dudes, um, and they introduce Promethean soldiers, who are closer to elites, and they have that teleporting ability that the knights used to have. And... You know, once it's just there's such good shots. Everyone is such a good shot, and it feels sort of like Halo 2's sniper 
Like, if you talk about Halo 2, you talk about the snipers because everyone will beat in on you in an instant and shoot you dead. And your toe comes out and they're just, like, headshot and you're just like, what even happened? <laughs> and that's sort of what Halo 5 has a problem of with every enemy. Because... Well, and also because they changed so many Promethean weapons. Like, the crawlers whose favorite weapon was suppressor is now a homing gun. Yeah, which is cool when you're it using cool it. It is cool when you're using it. Yeah, but it's <laughs> homing gun sounds real fun to use. <laughs> to you, and then not real fun to get played by. No, because of these because these crawlers, which were like the like really up close enemy, almost now just sit back because they have like their suppressors, and you pop out, and all of a sudden you're dead. They're much like, harder to headshot. Yeah, because um, they used to, to be headshot. really easy to just pop, pop. I mean, now, when small you were playing changes, this, but were it you throws thinking, the balance. When you were playing this game, were you guys thinking, I get why they did that, but it was a mistake? Or were you guys thinking, what the No, I, fuck? I, can, see I, the, can, because, I can see the logic because behind it. Promethean they, weapons weren't that great, outside of the scattershot, which they nerfed into the ground. Yeah, the scattershot lost a lot of strength. Um, the, here, here's the thing. I get Halo 4, they showed they could make a Halo game. And it still got kind of rough from a lot of fans, so... I get the impulse to want to make something, make it their own and put their own stamp on it. It's just, it doesn't feel like Halo as much anymore. Was Halo 4 not beloved? From a certain group. No, it was beloved critically and I think commercially it did well. I mean, look, any game is, any any game in a major franchise is going to have haters. And Halo 4 probably had vocal haters just for the fact that it was 343 and it's like, oh, the franchise is over, they killed it. Right, whatever. But the biggest thing is just Halo 5, the balance is off. And God Almighty, the Warden Eternal is the most annoying dude in the end boss this or whatever. No, no, if only he was the if end only, boss. He, he he's sometimes like the, turns up and is just like an enemy that you have to fight. He's in every other level boss. You have to shoot him in the back. He has a big glowing spot on his back. He has one shot kill moves, and he usually shows up with like an entire battalion of soldiers and knights. Or so the game other grinds. Of himself. <laughs> yeah, he sometimes shows up in multiple. So the game just grinds to a halt when you have to fight this guy, and you have to fight him about seven times throughout the campaign. Is he also the end boss? No, there isn't no, an end boss. There isn't really no. an end boss. There's a big room where you fight a bunch of different dudes. It was pretty good. It was hard. but It was hard. But it, it, it felt like Halo, at least. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like fighting Tartar. Now, like Halo 3. the thing is, the gameplay is good. Like, the multiplayer, and Kelsey hasn't played as much of the multiplayer. She played, I, I think, two rounds. I played two rounds of the, the whatever the new one is. The Warzone. Warzone which is actually a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, Warzones is like the MOBA almost sort of feel to it. Yeah. Warzones and the arena, the multiplayer, it's fun. The gunplay is great. It is really solid. And the, the new gunplay works great. And fighting humans, where it feels balanced, and it's not like an AI person who can just one-shot you for no reason, it's fun. So it feels like the mechanics are great. It's just that they tweaked so much with the enemies and the encounter structuring. And, and the story's not that great um, in how it's told, in execution. That it feels like what the cha- there are changes they made that are good and that I hope come into Halo 6 whenever it comes out in, I assume, two years. Um, but it's just a matter of they need to go back and fix some things. What were the reviews like? 8.5 was maybe what it got, 8.85, which is lower than Halo usually gets. Ever gets, yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It felt so, like a lot of begrudging, we wish this were better yeah. type things. And it looks gorgeous, there's a lot to like in it, I, I want to like it more, and I hope that, you know, yeah, I'm still time. playing the multiplayer. Yeah. I do like the multiplayer a lot, so if you're in it for multiplayer, and maybe that's a good thing, maybe they have that audience... But I have heard that. I have heard the multiplayer is like as good as it's ever been. Well, you know, yeah. the, the, because the new Warzone is so much fun to play as because it, it's like it's like Titan, Titanfall done right. Yeah, and the wreck cards are great, and being able to summon in certain items. And oh, you mean you mean microtransaction cards? What was that? Well, you can buy them with that, but they give you more than enough points to buy packs regularly. <laughs> First of all, that wreck thing—that's the whole reason why I don't play multiplayer because I'm just like just like <laughs> tapping that vein and need yeah. more wreck packs. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a microtransaction thing, but there's there and they're already updating it. They keep adding new playlists and new items and just new cool stuff. So I'm excited for where it goes. And all the DLC is going to be free, so that's awesome. Um, so all the map packs and whatnot. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just it it doesn't live up to the past Halo games, and ultimately, in terms of campaign, it probably ranks just above Halo Reach for me. Wow. At the bottom of the pile. Yeah. And I haven't played Halo What's Reach. Sec- I might replay is Halo, Halo 3 Reach. The in second it. to worst. I would put Halo 3 uh, right above Halo 5. I don't like Halo 3 that much, honestly. I thought you did originally a lot. Back in the day, but honestly, it had been eight years since I played it, and it just, there's, oh, there's no, stuff it was, in it. It that, was just yeah. amazing going back there, and we were just like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> really? I know that they're that bad, game. but it's like, but it's just like, you're just like, it's not as good as I remember. So, uh, you know, after Halo 5, it was like, we still had the first-person shooter bug because we were really unsatisfied. <laughs> we, we were super unsatisfied. Um, and so since I had bought Halo 5, and because it looked amazing... <laughs> it did. Kelsey bought Call of Duty. Black Ops 3. And we've been playing and that. we've been playing that. And I think we've mentioned it on this show before, or at least I have. I'm not a Call of Duty guy. No, I haven't no. played a Call of Duty since Black, first Black the thi- Ops. The thing about Call of Duty, right, is that it's the game that people who don't play any other games even play anyway. Like, every, like, guy that plays football or lacrosse also LAX. plays Call of Duty. Right. Lax, bro. Lax, dude. Lax, bro. I play Lax. I mean, dude, like, every guy that, like, when they were they were playing soccer at eight years old and, like, the, the big orange bin would come out and they, like, go up to the orange. This is a bad memory of my childhood. <laughs> they grab an orange and go, <laughs> and throw it. <laughs> and throw it. Like, like, just, like, wastefully. You know what I mean? They just go, <laughs> just to see if they, how many oranges they could pollute and dispose of in the least amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, those dudes play Call of Duty. And, I mean, to make a huge stretch. Um, but... Then there are also gamers that play Call of Duty, you know, like hard, like hardcore gamers that play other games and Call of Duty. And so, I don't know, it, it gets a little stigma on it from that for me. I mean, I try not to. I try to be like, dude, more gamers, that's a great thing, you know, and, and it is. And we're happy if you're listening. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you play Please. football, lacrosse, if you sucked oranges dry and threw them on the ground <laughs> and only play Call of Duty... I don't hate you. Well, here's some Call of Duty talk. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, here you here's go. Here's some Call of Duty Throw talk. You a After orange. I haven't played but, but, Call of Duty in yeah. years. But here's the thing, though. I've I've, I've learning... played a lot of the campaigns, though. Yeah, I've, the last one I played, I tried to play the first Black Ops, and I just didn't get into it. And I, I, I played the first Black Ops. I think it was a matter of not being in the right mood for a first-person shooter at the time. Yeah. You gotta be, and there. One, it's actually one of my favorite genres is the cinematic first-person shooter campaign. Halo does it really well. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty does it pretty well. Like, the Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 were freaking great campaigns. Oh, yeah, Modern Warfare that, was a fantastic no Russian campaign. Bitch. And, and Black Ops was a really fun campaign, yeah. too. And that's the thing that I found interesting, because I've been hearing about Black Ops a lot. It gets the coverage. Of course it does, on yeah. all the websites. Yeah. Um, but just looking at it, it, it seemed interesting and different. Um, it had this really cool sci-fi-driven future narrative. It had this, a zombies mode that was... You know, 1940s inspired and had a bit of a narrative to it, and starred Neil McDonough and Heather Graham and Ron Perlman, Jeff, and Jeff Goldblum. It had this great cast for that, and then it had this multiplayer, and everyone was pitching it. It's three games in one. It's three different experiences, and really, it's more like five different experiences when you've got everything. Yeah, it's possibly to say. six because there's so many different things you can do in Call of Duty what? Black Ops. Oh but yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you all about it. Um, but what really sold it to me was there dude, was... this is the freaking episode, man. If you want to listen to the joy of gaming, dude, this is, like, the big players. Destiny, Destiny. Call of Duty, and Halo 5. With Fallout Talk coming. To... With, With Fallout, Fallout coming. coming. Disgusting, great detail. Like, 
this is the one and done, man. This is it. Go yeah, ahead. we're just going to retire the show after this. Rebrand, done. <laughs> Rebrand and done. Drop the mic. This is the mic drop. Uh, please don't drop my mic. It's <laughs> no, expensive. It no, um, but anyway, uh, the thing about it that really started to get to me is I hadn't realized this, but I remember, first of all, this is the first game in the three-year cycle. Um, they introduced Sledgehammer games with uh, last year's Advanced Warfare, I think. Yeah, I no, think so. I thought Ghost was the new crew. No, Ghost was Infinity. Infinity War? No. Hold on, it's right here. Hold on. Oh yeah, Ghost is right Hold over on. there. It's right here. Uh, but the point is, this is the first game that's been... It is. Ghost is Infinity War. Is it really? Because I thought that yeah. was more maligned than most. Nope, it's uh, Infinity well, War. Well, you gotta remember, what happened between the release of Advanced Warfare 3 and Ghost was the complete exodus of a lot of Infinity Ward staff. Yes, but we got that's the mocap right. dog. <laughs> We did get a mocap dog. <laughs> but, oh, man's best friend. Yes, the mocap dog. Have you played this? I have not. Not yet, but I, I picked it up. No. We played a little of Extinction on that. Which is actually a really fun game mode. What? Yeah. But anyway, right. uh, so 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 this was, uh, Treyarch is now really, when you get down to it, they're probably the, the number one Call I of Duty I thought you said developer. this wasn't co-op. Uh, it's co-op on Extinction mode, yeah, but not on the campaign. but not on the campaign. I know, it's weird. It's it just is. right here! I know. You can co-op the extinction mode. Anyway, so... so False advertising. Infinity Ward's not the company they once were, because a lot of people went to start Respawn. And make a game that had about mm, one month of life. Oh, poor Titanfall. Titanfall but anyway. fucking died on the vine. It was like, Titanfall's out! Woo! You it's the just, biggest game in the world! You and then it's over. And now you can Black get Friday it for five dollars. Like the deluxe edition for five bucks. I don't even want it. I know, right? I don't want it for fucking $3. But anyway... I don't want to play it. Uh, so Call of Duty, two-year cycle. A Call of Duty Advanced Warfare was Sledgehammer Games' first crack at the series. It did pretty well. But so this pretty was pretty good, right? Yeah, this was the f return of Treyarch, who I think at this point are considered the big dog in Call of yeah, Duty. Now yeah, that Infinity War is left, and Treyarch has really brought all the new ideas. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they're the wild side. If you want to see what Call of Duty's doing new, you go to Treyarch's game. And really, in a lot of ways, it's it's... It's true, like, looking at Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Because um, the campaign is surprisingly stellar. Oh, it's so, it's fantastic. And they get really... I played the first a, third. A bunch of really cool actors in it, too, who you get to play with. SVU, SVU. As, as Kelsey's first reaction to <laughs> it, Chris Maloney was. I, I, I want to understand how, how you can say that this... I have only played maybe the first... I played the uh, fifth mission, maybe. Uh, the one where you find, like, you find out, like, what's up with Taylor. Like, what he's mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. I mean... Isn't it just the same Call of Duty story as every single Call of Duty story I ever played? I mean, when at the start. At the start. But what's important about it is it introduces a lot of new mechanics with the whole, you know, tech Destiny wizardry. Okay, if we want to do that, Destiny no, Supers no, no, are based no. on games that came out yeah. 20 years no, ago. No, you're, so. right, you're right, you're right. But it's I just heard a lot of people saying that it's like it took Destiny well, Supers. Well, sure, so. but it's new for Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. It's a great sci-fi future setting that's very dystopian. Um the robots like what it does is it tells its cinematic story in a really intriguing and immediately grabbing way i mean the opening mission has you getting literally ripped apart by a robot Man, that was and brutal. a really gruesome oh, scene. that was brutal uh, no the, the game is very you, brutal this, in yeah in there's a lot of worse stuff in that you get chris maloney giving a smarmy as hell performance in that second mission yeah. outcome, outcome train go boom. boom like that's just a great line and he just keep selling it. I know, it's great. <laughs> but as it goes on, and you start seeing more of the, okay, what am that I seeing? That second mission's freaking just genius, period. Yeah, it's a great one of the best tutorials Oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest tutorials to, for the different tech trees. It's so, it's fantastic. And then, yeah, there's a couple of more standard that missions. That said, a little disclaimer to that, it's great, 
at, at, at showing all the different tech trees, it's terrible at explaining that these are three separate tech trees. It is terrible at explaining it because then once you get to the third mission, you're like, like wait, wait, I can't do where's that. Where's my shit? And then you're like, yeah. oh, it's a tech <laughs> where's tree. my skills are at? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to control that role. Oh, fuck. Oh, you know? wait, I went into chaos, darn it. <laughs> but after that, yeah, the next couple of missions are a little more standard. And I, you know, it's kind of understandable. You got to have some palate cleansing type things. Just rocking my cigar over here. <laughs> but, Asian dude who's like a freaking bad dude. And he's like, ah, wait a second. I think you guys are traitors. Yup, you're traitors. Firefight. But, but by the time Taylor's crew starts to go rogue and you start getting into this whole, okay, what are these robotics doing to my mind? What are the robotics doing to this crew's mind? What's happening to us? We start, you start literally journeying into other robotic, roboticized people's mindscapes and seeing their, you know, that sounds awesome. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, because oh, I know, didn't get there's there. There's this beautiful scene where you are traveling through one, and you, it looks like you're going through this forest, but the trees are the synapses, because you can see the lightning like, going yeah, between the trees. It's like the, you're the going inside trees. a brain, so it's this forest of mind trees. A forest trees. of mind trees. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and it's just got I, great um, ideas like that, and the story pulls you in, um... And you know, it sounds like it sounds like it, 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 it like added good mechanics and take takes to the next level. Spec Ops the line, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Spec Ops is still its own unique thing, and you should play it if you haven't. I'm gonna pitch that, but no, it does a great job telling its story. And then on top of that, the multiplayer is great. Now, obviously, that's the thing I spent the least time in. I am terrible at Call of Duty multiplayer because there's no overshields. I suck ass at it. You get shot before <laughs> you know what happened, and even in a full on fight, I'm still probably gonna die. Um, but I, I've messed with it. The specialists are cool. They each have their own unique hard. super. Call of Duty is the reason that I decided I'm not good at multiplayer. Because, like, I, you, it's literally, here, here's my experience playing Call of Duty. I'm dead. What happened? No, I had that with Call of died. Duty. But and that's why I, I would died. say And Halo. you know what it always is? A bullet in the back of my head. Well, Every that's why, time. That's why I find Halo more fun. You have, a, you know, you have range. If you get shot at, you still have a chance to escape or right. turn the tables. Or figure out what the fuck's going on before you're in the dirt. Yeah, Call of Duty, that's not the case. You're going right. to die. Right. It's super uh, fast-paced. I know, but you can play around it because there are different things. Like, there's the tracker. Yeah, it gives perk, you... That, that is the nice thing. And it has the, the outrunner who has the ability of vision pull so you can see through things. So you can tailor your character... To your skill. At, to your skill To not skill getting set. shot in the back of the head. To not getting well, shot in the back Well, it's still going to happen. I mean, it's though. still going to happen. But you can tailor your skill set to... And it's not even like that you're inferior because you're playing that. It's not like, oh, well, if you're not playing as the battery, you're not going to get anything. It's like you can play as the Outrider. You can play as the Tempest. Well, I have heard that, that, that there's more uh, support classes to play as, so that's yeah. cool. So third up, though, the one we've spent... Actually, we've spent the most time doing this. We yes. probably we put way more time into it than we should, <laughs> yeah. is the Zombies mode. And with just one map, it, it's impossible to stop playing. Um, it's just so much fun to play as those characters who all have great personalities that come through. It almost seems silly. Like, when I watched a guy doing, like, a perfect playthrough, I watched him get about 45 minutes in and, like, do three of the rituals and then almost die. And I was just like, oh, shit. He's about to lose all that progress, dude. And have to watch all that shit and do all that shit again. It's almost like, why do that in that kind of mode? Because, well, okay, here's the thing that's cool about it. What's the point? Yeah, all right. It gives you a reason to explore. It gives you a reason to want to figure out what you're supposed to do. Like, that was the most fun, is when we started out, we were just discovering how to play this mode. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's really gratifying when you figured out how to do it, because you were like, oh, so I whip up to here as the beast, and I hit that, and then it causes this to go, and then, and also... And then you figure out... And then you figure out the best ways to do it. Yeah, so you can Jordan do... Jordan and I have it down to where we can do all four rituals before the fourth round. 
Right. Now we don't always nail we that. Don't always it's nail pretty that. tough because yeah. it also depends on how many zombies spawn and how many points you each get because you have to open yeah. doors and stuff. Yeah. Um, but getting the rituals done that early is good because the thing the rituals unlock is a puncher pack machine, which gives your guns more power and it's important in terms of survival. Uh-huh. But then there's other stuff to unlock. There's you know city security bots that we haven't even turned on yet. There are special uh, random gun boxes that give you a special And you can gun. always get a revive, which gives you a second life, right? Yeah, that's another one of the... So well, if you die... Well, if you are playing single player, if you're playing in multiplayer, it just, you revive your friend faster. Yeah, in half as much we, time. We figured that out because we were like, why, oh. am I, why are we not respawning? We're like, oh, because when you're in multiplayer, it's different. We, oh. yeah. But all the perks give you different yeah. things to do. There is a... Um, what's the other thing? The There's a there's a rocket shield you yeah, can build a, that's pretty terrible. But what's it called? The rocket shield. The rocket shield. Oh. It basically lets you, like, boost through What's zombies. Jug? Oh, Juggernog? It's a perk, and you drink it, and then you can take more hits. Yeah, because normally you go down in three hits. That, yeah. I think, makes it five. Something like that. Five or six. Five okay. or six. Uh, and there's just so many secrets there, and we haven't even done every single thing you can do yet, which no, is great. No, because there's even more. There's, like, Easter eggs that we haven't even figured out. We're just figuring out how to basically beat the game and play the game. So now it's like getting to the other fun... But everything's fun. It makes it this huge puzzle that's really fun to play that, you know... And it feels like more than than, than the other modes in the past. Like, I haven't played zombies in years. But yeah. it used to be just very simply survive. And that's still the goal in this, but it gives you way more to do. It makes it more of a... What I don't understand, and I still am having <coughs> trouble understanding it, is why put all that cool shit in zombies where and then like it almost feels like well, because a lot of people will only play Call of Duty for the multiplayer and zombies no I know that no no I get that but also like, zombies is their baby and yeah, Treyarch's the one who baby. invented it no I get that and that's awesome with World of War was it yeah yeah World of War but see I, I just I don't know the whole time I was watching this guy do a playthrough of it it was like a four hour playthrough of all of zombies and I was like I don't know what he does for the I don't know if it takes less than that I don't know what he does for that so I didn't get through all of it but I was thinking like like it just seems like taking this awesome story and all these cool puzzle elements that you'd find in like, I don't know, uh, for some reason, like some puzzle game you'd buy and putting it into zombies so that while you're figuring out puzzles, if you get hit three times, you're fucking dead. It just seems like a weird juxtaposition. Because it's all built around the idea of surviving. I mean, everything you do ultimately feeds back into that. Okay. Yeah, like the point of rituals is getting to pack a punch your guns. So that you can hit harder, and okay. because as the as the rounds go on, the zombies get more health, and there are more of them, and they are faster. Oh, okay. Um, so it's all built back into that central idea. Ultimately, Have the you goal guys is still. It? Uh, we finished the pack of punch we, yeah, machine. We, we've we've done not. The ritual. We finished all the rituals. I mean, there's a very thin story, but it's not. It's you not obviously finding out who the shadow man is is not cool. I mean, it's it's no, it's, it, it's, it, it's 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 cool. It is what it is. I mean, it's pretty obvious. He's he's cackling like a maniac throughout most of the Sudden narrative. Sudden but inevitable betrayal. Sudden but inevitable betrayal, which is a great line from Call of Duty: Black Ops Three that applies to many things. Um, but then the characters themselves, it's so much fun to play as because Neil McDonough steals the show as Jack Vincent. Oh my gosh, Jackie Vincent! If if we were to be like right oh, really? now, who is your favorite character for this year? It would be Jackie fucking Vincent. Are you the <laughs> boxer? No, no he's, he's the cop. He's the, the crooked cop. cop. He's the crooked, yeah. Oh. And he has just great lines. Like, one of his lines when he buys a weapon, he's, he's like, if life gives you lemons, buy a fucking gun. And then another thing he says is, when the Shadow Man's explaining, like, all the people of this city have become zombies, he's like, so you're saying all these zombies are the citizens of this town? Fuck them. And then he goes on shooting them. And it's just, he's got such personality. All of them have these this character to them, and it's just fun to hear them say their lines. Sort of like in Left 4 Dead. Um, it says a lot like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it's reminiscent of. I think that's what it's... Well, not, not it's always not, kind of been reminiscent of. Yeah. 
Interesting. Um, okay, so zombies mode is awesome. What, now, what is the next <clears throat> mode? Because that's just one map, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be new zombie maps. Yes. There's a the second year. one already. Giants. Like, what is that? Are and we, when I, does it unlock? I don't. You know. have to buy the season pass. Yeah, to can, get yeah. that. It's a remake of, I think, the original zombies map. It might be. I honestly haven't looked in the giants because it'll make me want to buy the season pass, and so I'm like staying as far away from it as possible. That's fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, but that'd be a whole another map to play. It'd be, in be a whole another map, and plus all the DLC. That You're working her, aren't you? No, I'm not working her. But if she got it, I'd be happy. Uh, <laughs> no, but but the thing is, they're gonna keep releasing, so we'll probably end up getting the map packs. So at that point, it's like, why not get the season? And now I'm working on it. Anyway, yeah, I know. we want more maps, though. But we're so happy. Like, we've already gotten probably 20, 25 hours out of that one map. We've yeah, played plus, it that much. Yeah, and you get the, this gobble gum, which is so much fun, and it's just a stupid Gives piece you of power gum. But you um, get so excited when you're sitting up and you're going to the gobble gum, and the lion puts, opens its head, and you're just like, ooh, what gobble just, gum did I get? It, it's just fun. So those are the first three modes, and they're like the big modes. Uh, there's also a hidden top-down shooter. Which is so much fun. Which is... Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like Cyberback's Revenge. Yeah. Um, the the Undeadening or something. But it's a top-down twin-stick shooter that can occasionally turn into a legitimate shooter. But it's another zombie-killing mode. But it's map where you like you start off, you have arena shoots, you pick your new, next arena. And it's a huge map of progression. So, so, why don't we, so let's sum up Call of Duty real quick and move to Fallout because we're taking forever. I feel like. We took forever on Destiny, man. I know, but we but we just did. I know, but I'm thinking, I know, but, but that's the point. Call of Duty's so full of content, yeah. man. The last things, and I'm trying to go quick through these. Right. You got that top-down shooter. There's a free-running mode that's all about, like, time trials and free-running. So that's another small thing. What is it? It's like, well, free-running and, like, air ju- air boosting is a big part of the multiplayer maneuvering. Uh, so they have, like, these these uh, sort of, like, Mirror's Edge time trials where you can race through Whoa, your friends. that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, when you beat the campaign for the first time... A new version of the campaign unlocks where all the enemies are replaced with zombies and rusted robots. So it's a, it's it, with new enemy arrangements and a new way to play through the campaign. So it, it just it is chock full of content. That's a lot of content. I don't, that's the only I think it's the first time they've ever done a campaign you can play twice, right? I think like that. Yeah, like that. Mm. Where it's like where you told new enemy types and whatnot. Yeah, I think so. I, I can't speak same story. But yeah. now tell me this. And I'm sure you've looked into it since you played <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Three. How is the Advanced Warfighter or Warfare, whatever that last one? Like, it was is, well received. I've not. Is it similar though in that it's like you know paradigm shifting and really interesting? It, it, it started off the whole the whole tech cycle thing where you have like the, well, the, it's the it's first future one. Yeah, yeah, it was the first future one if I remember. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Advanced, yeah, yeah. Advanced Warfare would have been the the advancement of the technology. Uh, which had the yeah, which had the new like new guns that shot through walls and whatnot. So you know now whatever gets announced next year, a lot of people are just assuming Ghosts Two is going to be what comes out next year because it's going to be Infinity Ward again. But we'll see. Um, Interesting. But as it is, there's just so much content to Black Ops, and it's so fun. Um, so it's made a believer out of me. At least in Treyarch, I'm going to play through that one, see what they got, and we'll see next year. I mean, Zombies is that fun though. So no, Zombies is a fun. Like I, I how much is Ghosts? I've came up. Ghosts, I think is, it should be on the side. Uh, oh, uh, fifteen, I think, is what I spent. Fifteen bucks on that. Cool. And Advanced Warfare is twenty now. So, oh, it's only twenty. Yeah, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. That was fifty. No, no, it went down. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that is Call of Duty. I would recommend it if if you're if you're a non-believer or if you haven't played Call of Duty in years. Black Ops 3, you don't need to have played the previous Black oh, yeah, Ops no, no. at all, Oh, yeah, no, no, you don't have to either. know anything about Oh, yeah, it's not even a continuation. I've no. heard it's got one little connection. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. At one point, I think you see someone from... 
The yeah, original Lieutenant caller? Khalil. Or no, you mean you're talking about Price? Yeah, Price. Who was that in World at War, if I remember correctly. World at War. So you see someone from that as well in a cameo sort of way. But mm. yeah, for the most part, it stands on its own. It's a lot of fun. Uh, check out Black Ops 3. Seriously, if you if you want a first-person shooter that gives you everything in the kitchen sink, that's the one. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, I don't think you, I think we've mostly been playing the same things. Yeah, so I guess we can move into Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah let's, 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 let's rock Fallout, Fallout 4. 4. Is, that, is there anything little before we get to Fallout? Um, I mean, I've been playing a bunch of Binding of Isaac. Yeah, yeah Binding yeah, of Isaac is a big game that happened out of that. since yeah. the hiatus. Kelsey plays way more than I do. I've only more got, than him? I've only got oh, like 40, 50 hours Isaac? in it. I'm in like 300, 400 hours of it. What the fuck? It's just a little... It's so much but fun. It's good. You just like move your guy in four directions. Oh, but it's so much these fun. little balls. They're tears. The tears. <laughs> like you're the scrub. They're tears. <laughs> They're tears. <laughs> no, look. Get on the level. It's amazingly fun. I mean, it, it it's a it's I a roguelike. I hate roguelikes, and I love this game. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, you take this one, because you're way more into it. Just a quick... The Binding of Isaac, it's just, well, I'm sure as everyone knows, it's a roguelike, you know, so basically, you die, you die, you have to restart your whole thing. However, are there are things that you've accomplished that stay accomplished, or no? Oh, yes, everything that you've accomplished, stay accomplished. Like, there's things to unlock characters, and as long as you've done it, you do accomplish those things, or if you do certain things, you unlock... Like, because every time you beat certain things, you'll unlock something, and that is permanently unlocked no matter what, so it doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. And it's really fun. It's really gratifying too to unlock things and whatnot. And I've I've unlocked all the characters. I haven't unlocked all of the items yet because I just unlocked the last character, who is the lost, who is the hardest character to because yeah, you got to die specifically to get him. Oh and... yeah, you have to die. You have to die specifically. Like you have to like Isaac has to die in the cellar or basement to uh, a Molly Boom, which is one of the guys who blows up. Maggie has to die to her own bomb in the catacombs. And then Judas what? has to... How would you ever know this? Data mining. Data mining. They figured out 109 hours how to do this. That <laughs> they is... Di- they and that, that it. M- made Edmund McMillan very upset. Very upset, which is why Afterbirth has this crazy convoluted way, which real literally... Life real life... Real quest. life... Quest. Had to dig up things, go onto Twitter. Like, it was ridiculous. If you but awesome. This, but awesome. Check but, out the story yeah, online. check out the story online. Jordan the, took the me through it the other day, and it was sick. The Afterbirth, it had to unlock the Keeper. Yeah. But, yeah, but then Judas has to die to Mom... And then Azazel, you have to go to Sheol and die to Satan. And then if you do all those, and you can't die any other way in between. If you oh my so- god, no. Yeah. You gotta do yes. it perfectly. You have to do order. it perfectly. Say if you died on Judas to something that isn't mom, you have to restart at Isaac and go through it all again. If you mess up any anywhere, and you, did you have that. to. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not She's that. really good at Isaac, I should point out. <laughs> really not, it wasn't that hard. It's not that hard? I, I don't. Well, it's not well, You've hard. got 400 hours experience. It might be a little easier. <laughs> it was a little. But anyway, is it hard? Okay, I mean, it, yeah. what part of it's hard? Well, a lot of things you can do on seated runs. So, like you kind, so like the Isaac thing, you know where the Molly Boom is, and like with the Maggie thing, you can get you can get this thing called Pyro, which gives you ninety nine bombs. So it makes it a little easier. Oh, seated runs that so you type in the code. That you type in the code, but you still have to get there and you still have to do it. Like the Judas run, you can you can seed it, but you still have to get to Mom and die to Mom's foot. So it's still kind of difficult, and then Azazel... What if you died in mom's not foot? Well, okay, well, in the mom fight, I should probably explain, for the mom foot fight, because there's mom's heart and mom's foot. In the mom foot fight, you can die to mom, and but she also spawns enemies, and if you die to an enemy instead of mom, that screws, you're you're screws, it, up, screws it up, you have to do it all over again. And Judas starts only with one heart, 
So you have to go through and navigate with one heart until you gain more health. You can get more hearts still, though. Yeah, you can get more hearts. You can get health ups. You can get sin hearts and soul hearts, which are the black and blue hearts. But, so... And then Azazel is not a seated run, so you have to do that just on a normal run. Why is it not seated? I don't know. They, they made it so that you can't do it on a seated run because of where you have to go and stuff like that. I don't know why it's not... You can't do it seated, but you can't... You won't unlock it. But <laughs> anyway, so it unlocks the Lost, and the Lost is a character who dies in one hit no matter what. You can't p- pick up health. Nothing. Wow, what a nice <laughs> reward. He, he dies in one hit. <laughs> And you gonna get through as everything with him? Um, I've come close to beating Mom's heart with him, and that's about as far as I've got. Well, I just unlocked. I've just unlocked him before I came up. Not to right, because so I, I, I finally buckled down. I was like, I should probably do this. I haven't, I've, I've considered playing it while she's here, but I know she'll make fun of how bad I am, so I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty good. I'd like to think. Well, no, see, because I got so obsessed with this game, so then I watched streamers. She's always well. First of all, Kelsey has a streamer addiction. Streamers of binding. They do races. They, they do. They do speed runs and races of it. So I honestly, so I watched streamers and then I befriended a streamer and I asked him questions so I could become better. So I mean, like I was in this. What questions? Like I was like, well, what items would you say to are the best, and how would you run this, and how would you do Give that? Give me a couple tips. And that, um, <laughs> well, I want like two tips. Okay. Well, one of the first things you want to do is unlock one of the challenge. Do one of the challenges that's called uh, Waka Waka Waka. And that unlocks Death's Touch, which is a really good starting item that you can start off with. You choose it? Um, well, the challenge... When you do... There's, there's like, tw- 20 challenges, and when you do the challenges, they unlock a certain thing, and the Waka 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 challenge unlocks the Death's Touch. So you have to complete it, and you will get Death's, death's Touch always. It's not like you choose uh-huh. it. But you have to unlock it, but I'm pretty sure it's unlocked from the beginning. Um, I don't know. He, he gives you really good... Like, he's like, if you're... Going to because I okay I should also say that I play on console so I don't have like the press R to restart. He's like, you know, you should restart. There's like the big three, which is um, uh, Epic Fetus, uh, Mom's Knife, and um, Ipecac. And so like you want to start like those are like the best three starting items that you can start off with. There's other really good items like Death Touch, um, Twenty Twenty Vision, which is a double shot. Um, so if you don't get those, you should restart. Yeah, if you don't get those, you should restart. Like, if you're really serious and you want a really good run, like, those are the <laughs> items that you need to start off with. And and whatnot. And, like, just... Dude, just... being really serious is freaking crazy, man. <laughs> no, I got This is exactly this. what you sound like talking Destiny, so I you know what it. it's like. I love it. I got super into this. and I No, was I love like, it. I'm interested. Or I wouldn't have asked. I no, 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 I know. <laughs> no, I, I got... Like, I was like, I was like, I hate Roblox. But Jordan bought it, and I was like, well, I might as well just try it, because Jordan was playing it, and we would, like play it together like not together but like we'd both be playing it and be talking to each other and we're just like oh I can't and then it got to like Jordan was like I can't do this and I'm just like what you scrub I do Dude, that in get 10 the minutes get the as the first blah blah I play other games <laughs> that was my thing I started playing Halo like a boss yeah he started playing Halo a lot I was, if Kelsey wasn't on or was playing Isaac I was playing Halo so, yeah, so. We, we took Divergent Paths we took Divergent Paths where I was like I was obsessed the healthy with Isaac path and the Isaac Path I don't know I was pretty I was, I was like speed running levels of Halo Okay, I can beat the pillar of autumn now. <laughs> yeah, but so so I just got really into it. It's a really fun little roguelike, um, you know. So if you want to buy it, still getting huge support from it's the creator. Still getting huge support. Yeah. Um, Afterbirth just came out, so if you have it on, it's not on console yet. But if you have uh, it on Steam, you can. It's buy supposed it to be Afterbirth. on console by the end of the year. I think so. I think that's so. what I heard. So I'm really excited for that. But she's a fun little roguelike. Um, it's really kind of... She I says mean, about her 400-hour experience. <laughs> just a little thing. It's just a little thing. Just a little... There's a little ditty called Binding of Isaac. It's not like every time I opened up my Xbox One, I was like, I want to play a game. I should play this. And I'm like, nah. And I'll go straight Isaac. to Isaac. Like, I had The Witcher 3, and I was like, mm. Still haven't played that yet? Barely. Barely, yeah. because of Isaac. I as well. Um, because she got it. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. So I guess that brings us to Fallout, which Let's do it. is yeah. the most recent game. Fallout through the Fallout, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, you know what's nice? And I'll say this, and it's going to sound way more damning than it actually is. But given how disappointing Halo 5 was, it was hard to be anywhere near as disappointed with anything else this year. <laughs> that okay. is true. So, I'm really digging Fallout 4. However. However, they've dumbed down a lot of things that make it kind of disappointing for me because of the kind of Fallout 4 play- Fallout player I was. Great. So let's start here. Go for it. When I play Fallout, um, and this is why New Vegas... Because is- I hadn't heard any of this. This is all new to me. Because last time I talked to Jordan, it started like this. Here's how, here's how it went. First, it was... Um, ah, I just started, so I don't want to really, like, be negative on it, but it's very similar. It's very it similar to the original, to Fallout 3, and very similar to New Vegas. It's kind of, you know, it's very similar. I haven't really got that far into it, so I don't want to say yet, but, and, you know, and I, and I, and what he wasn't saying was, eh, you know, but I wasn't hearing it yet. But hold on, let me finish my interpretation of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, a couple days later, I was like, dude, how is it? He was like, I'm really digging it, dude. One of those, like, phew. It's not as bad as I was worried it might be. It's pretty great. I'm into it now. I'm about 10 hours in. I'm exploring the quests. Now I'm into the story. I'm enjoying myself. That's the last thing I heard, and you've played it a lot more since then? Yes. Where are you now? And was that accurate? It was accurate. Now, my initial reaction was, as I think any Fallout game is, when you start out, you got crap weapons, if you have weapons at all. You don't have any levels. You can't fight much of anything without dying. Right. And that's Fallout, really. Uh, you're going to get beat down. That game is going to teach you a lesson for thinking you're better than it is. Uh, but once you get your weapons going and you start getting a build and you pick your perks and you've leveled up some, yeah, the game gets a little better, especially when you find that one gun you just you just connect with. Uh, the hunting rifle. Like, I love that. I've, I've got it modded out. It does good damage. i got my boosts on the perks for non-automatic rifles. I'm just like, pop! And it's great. Pop, pop, pop! Um, no, it's just pop. I just gave pop. it a scope. Because it's not automatic. Pop. Um, oh, you like a scope versus non-scope? Oh, yeah, I love scope. Uh, because because the gunplay is better, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. They destined it a little and made it more Although, easier to play. Although, scopes, do they all do this, where they go black for about a second? I don't think What do you mean? All the sniper rifle, the... when you go, you switch to scope, when you aim down sights, it goes totally pitch black for about a second. Oh, yeah, because it's like you're getting into yeah, yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they I all mean. do that. Okay. Uh, but my biggest problems come from this. They dumbed down... A couple of my favorite things. Um, and you know what? It's things that Bethesda never prioritized as much. So I get it. But in all the other Fallouts that I've played, uh, at least Fallout 3 in New Vegas, I'm a charisma guy. I like to boost the shit out of my charisma stat. Yeah. Boost back when they had the up to 100 stats where you pick like each one at each level and put points in. Speech would be top. Uh, Lockpick would be top. I like to be that slick talking thief of a lock dude. Picking, yeah. Now, lockpicking still works great, but they dumb down the speech options to almost non-existence, really. Yeah, they don't... Yeah. They dumb down the perk chart almost to non-existent levels, because it's all, like... It's not like, you know, you put into 100 points. It's not like, uh, you put in some... You get, like... Well, now it's... Yeah, because now it's just that, straight perks. Yeah, they took out perks. the... I forget what it was called. It was... Uh, there was basically a point layout, and you'd, every, every uh, level you'd get... 15 points, and you could level stuff up, so you'd have, like, lockpicking 13, uh, barter 13, uh, speech 25. You have all these different stats. Now they tried to simplify it into the seven special stats, which are strength, perception, um, endurance, endurance, charisma, charisma, intelligence, intelligence, 
uh, agility, agility and luck. And then they have perks underneath them, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they're all based on what level of points you have. So now you can keep leveling up your special as opposed to leveling up those myriad individual ones. And yeah, maybe it was a little fiddly, but it let you really focus in on what you like doing. And every single one of the things on that tree had a use. And if you loved talking, that's why New Vegas was my favorite. Because Fallout 3 was a he- combat-heavier game. It was less about talking. The options came up some, but for the most part, you were out in the wild, you were going to fight things, and those abilities, they'd come up, and they were still in-depth back then. So Bethesda did a great job of giving you options, so where you, if it gave you the chance to Bethesda talk your way did out, a great job of creating the modern Fallout game. Yes, but the reason I love New Vegas so much, and yeah, it really is just kind of an expansion with made by a different team. Right. It, you, you can play the game as a straight-talking guy. Like, it's in Vegas. Slick Talkin's the name of the game. <laughs> Everybody. No, you can talk. Everybody to your side. The final fight, if you if you go against yeah. Caesar's Legion, Which is you a- can talk the dude. If you're at 100 speech, you can talk to be like the final boss and be like, nah, brah. You need to chill. Nah, brah. And then he'll just be like, yeah, brah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of Fallout New Vegas if you're a speech guy. And I love that. This game... Which, by the way, harkens back to the original Fallout or one of the Fallouts. Where the last boss could be talked at. Yeah, and, and basically, I mean, that's the team that made New Vegas. It was the original Fallout team. Right. Uh, which is awesome that they got that chance. New Vegas is essentially the game Fallout 3 would have been had they made it. I mean, it's all the stuff from Van Buren. It's set in the same location right. with the same similar ideas. That's awesome. Fallout 4 does not have as good set of speech options. Because really what it comes down to is you can talk to people, and every once in a while... You will get an option to change their mind on or how, two many, options. Yeah, One how much darker. money they're going to give you, right. whether or not they'll do something they don't want to. Or give you some information that you'll have to find out some other way. And the difficulty, ultimately your stat doesn't matter in a sense like you're going to be able to convince no, them no matter what here. Even though it says it's supposed to because it's like, if it's yellow, you're, it's like, yes. If it's orange, it's like, maybe. And if it's red, it's like, no. That's like how oh, they pitch it right? to you. It's yes. a die roll. Like, in essence, no matter what, it's a die roll. Because yeah, no I've had yellow ones that I've gotten knocked No, no, exactly. Well, more but, but, importantly... But the way it's pitched is, like, yellow is easy. I, I, is medium. I see. I didn't know that. And they didn't tell me that. Yeah, but more importantly, I talked to a guy. He agreed to me when I tried to convince him. I died right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, and you had to restart then it. I, then I talked to him again, and he's hard no. Yeah. So my stat didn't matter. Now, my stat probably mattered in the sense that, okay, it's I had a 70% chance yeah, it's a 100 sighty die, and, you know, you might roll on that. Right. But the problem became, it doesn't matter as much. And it's a bummer, because also that means you can just reload if you really wanted to and keep trying to hammer at it. So it breaks it in that sense, um, because it used to be a very hard level. It's like, okay, do you have 75 speech? You will pass this. You don't yeah. have 75 speech, you can't even touch it. And that was great. And there were more options, and it was just a bigger idea of, of convincing. So as a charisma guy, I like that. Also, because I'm a charisma guy, I also put seven of my special points into charisma. That's a big number when you only get about 23 of them. 22, 23, something like that. When you first start out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like and it was, that. And, and by the way, I took advice from Jordan and I did similar thing. It hasn't really panned out. It doesn't because it when you get to the... hasn't really panned When you get to oh, the no, I read an chart, article. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey sure. read an article and that was a smart idea apparently. <laughs> because the only good news is I'm going to get local leader, which I kind of want. That seems like Oh, a, that's the one that sets up caravans between, yeah. between your things? I would like that. I think I have just enough that I can... Six, po- yeah. Yeah, po- yeah, I have just enough that Yeah, I but my seven feels like a waste. So I've spent yeah. a lot of levels buying other special points to get things like luck four and be able to call this mysterious stranger. I know, I did that, by the way. Luck is the best stat in that game. It's very good, but you can... The only <laughs> thing is, when you were talking to me about it before... Like, if you have a problem with, with uh, uh, so, like, well, I'll tell you about my experience later. Go ahead. Uh, just, just about the, the money cheat. So, uh-huh. in the sense that... Which I'm sure you know about. I actually don't. In, in the sense that 
that's how I used to play Fallout. It's a bit of a bummer for me. Other than that, what other what other things have been dumbed down? Um, in general, it's hard to say dumbed down so much as expanded weirdly. Yeah, that's fine. Let's like, hear it. Weapons don't degrade anymore. I mean, let me just tell you this. It's very fun for me to hear a hardcore person that really loves the game, like like somebody who knows that game super well, uh, talking about the next game in that series or whatever. You right. Know? Because, like, that's why I really enjoyed the Halo conversation because, you know, here's a guy who loved Halo 4 more than anybody I ever heard. <laughs> and then Halo 5 comes out and maybe you're not as glowing about it. It's like, well, I got to take a listen to why that might be. Okay. Fallout 2. So give me some more sense of, like, you know, the heart. Because I love Fallout, and I've played a ton of it, but about a third as much as you've played. Yeah, and it's worth also noting I played New Vegas about th- two, three months ago. I went back and played it again. Which is so interesting, yeah. I have a little fresher perspective. I can't fathom going back to New Vegas. I wouldn't even know what guns I had, what storage <laughs> well, I started they'd over. be stuck in. I started You know over. what I mean? Well, it's I so it. fucking vast. Like, my, my main focus was I wanted to play the DLC, which I'd never played, so okay. I, I started over. I was just like, you know what, let's let's start a new character and just go through what I need to to get to the level where I can go to the DLC. That's the way to do it. You gotta uh, do that, yeah. But as far as going back, it's not that different a game from Fallout 4, and that might be the biggest problem a lot of people have had and i don't necessarily have a problem because i i just love them anyway yeah but it's not the giant leap forward that skyrim was to oblivion in fact it's almost no leap forward it's just like you said weird direct different directions for it's, a couple things it's slightly prettier but still pretty ugly in places because that's a you were telling game. me once you get to diamond city it was going to get like prettier or, or no no that's not what you said you said that like i don't even know what you said you said something about like it's really pretty in the outskirts or something. i don't even diamond know. city opens up the feeling of the game and you get a lot more people to talk to and yeah. you get the sense of like diamond city is a great location it, you feel that it's a city and that it's got an ecosystem not as cool um, as rivet city though uh yeah, i thought rivet well, city was a rivet cool city school i also like good neighbor which is another city in fallout 4 where all of the like outcasts live from Ooh. diamond city it's right or basically it's right around the corner so you just gotta explore boston a little cool um what else, what other cool city are there other big cities in the game not big cities. Game's fucking limited. Well, Salem's there. Let's Did see you go to Salem yet? Let's I fucking admit it. This game's yet. fucking limited. I haven't seen everything yet. This game is limited. This is where I'm coming. Why is this game so much smaller in it's every fucking way? It's not smaller. Ah. It's big. I mean, it is a big game. There's a lot of locations. Um, it seems small. <laughs> they're gonna add more with DLC, I'm sure. But right now, I just haven't explored everything yet. So there might be. There are different settlements and different. There's nothing as big as Diamond City. I mean, it's like the hub. There's sort of like New Vegas as... was the hub. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse Vegas me. was just fucking huge, though. Uh, but it was also a lot of dead desert. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's more densely packed. Like, Boston is full of locations. It's full of off-the-map locations that don't have, you know, map markers that you can discover. Okay. So there's a lot of cool stuff to find. All right. All right. Um, so anyway, what are the other weird things? City building, man. I get that there are people who love it, but I that's it's not the game not I bought. as much fun as they made it look. Because I was really jazzed about that. I was like, oh my god. Okay, so here, before I go into my whole diatribe, I did not beat Fallout 3 and I did not beat Fallout New Vegas. I tried, so I had like six false starts on Fallout 3, and then it was just like, my brother was just like, or I was just like, just try New Vegas. Maybe you like New Vegas better. I had like two false starts on that. And then when Fallout 4 came out, I was like, it's in Boston, and I'm a Red Sox fan, and you know, Diamond City is Fenway, and I was like, well, that's really cool to visit. And so I was really excited for it. And the aspect of building and building caravans to different places was really cool. 
So when I first got into the port where I could finally build a city, I was like, this isn't fun. This is really limiting. It's not as expansive, like, Minecraft-like like they were bringing it up to be when you first saw it at E3. Now, people have done some cool things. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure you know, they have. Uh, Rich, I think you were mentioning what yeah. some people had done. Yeah, there was this dude who, uh, saw a Destiny player, who was showing me, he was, like, all into it. And he was like, dude, check out my, uh, check out my my uh, house dude and like the minute I got on with this dude he was playing I was like what are you doing you're not playing Destiny he was just like uh, he was like building in Fallout and it's like he was part of some community where like that's what they do mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like that has become the new thing to do for a bu- for a certain subset of people like building fucking houses in, De- in Fallout 4 like what they do instead of playing Fallout 4 and he was just like yeah dude check out my latest house and he sends me an instant message on Playstation 4 and it's like this two story perfectly symmetrical with a fucking like airplane looking windmill out the top and it's like perfect looking right and he's like yeah dude and then some other dude comes on he's just like nah dude that's prefab yo that's totally prefab he's like nah dude it's not prefab because if it were prefab you'd be able to see that you know blah 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 the interior would look totally different it is a hundred percent whatever the word was for not prefab you know and and i and these guys were going at it the guy was just really just jerking his chain mm-hmm. kind of knew it wasn't prefab he just busted his balls like it's prefab yo no, I know exactly. but this whole fucking subculture of fucking prefab versus uh you know cu- fully custom i think is what he, or something i mean people are into it yeah and that's great that it's there i mean you don't even have to do it really you but, don't have oh, to oh and i it. said to him actually it's funny you bring this up i was like wow you're really getting into this customization aspect he goes dude you get experience for crafting so why not that was his comment. I mean, you get experience for everything. Yeah, you get right? experience for literally, uh, you get for, now, you know, armor. Gun level. crafting's fun in the sense that you can, you know, boost what you like. You can give your guns I wish it was a little things. better. But. A little more, you know, and it is kind of annoying picking everything up and having to bring it specifically yeah. back. Um, the I downside, wish it was a little more meaningful. Like, some of the mods are meaningful. Some of them don't do that much. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, I need to I play it like more. I feel like gun crafting is more meaningful than, like, um, armoring because, like, you, like, look at armor and you're like, well, this is obviously the best one. So, like, why would I choose anything else? Which I, mean, is, I hate that in a game. It's like... Yeah. Because it's like, you're like, this is obviously the best thing for this item. Why would I choose anything else? Yeah. Chemistry-wise, uh, you're basically making drugs that I don't ever fiddle with anyway. I never do the drugs because it's a role-playing game and I don't want to be a drug addict. You know what I mean? Period. More than well, that, you could be bonus. a party boy. <laughs> yeah, party boy is that one. Of okay, I don't want to be a drug user. Okay? <laughs> no, but, addict. but what I'm saying is there are a lot of fiddly drugs that... I mean, I already don't mess with things like Mintats and Psycho because their effects are so limited. Anyway, I don't want to make even more limited special super versions of them. But you can make them and sell them and get experience, but... Uh, I don't like that the guns aren't craft or aren't. It's a weird complaint. I don't like that the guns no longer degrade. Oh, I love that because it makes it feel less important to bother with anything that the raiders are carrying. Because I'm not going to pick up their crappy wep- their crappy armor, and now I'm not going to pick up their guns to help repair my own stuff. So it's just another. I, there, are, the, my wasteland is littered with corpses of guns. Well, here's the point. Yeah, you no, can no. always bring them back for scrap. No, that's yeah, why I'm... No, no, they're heavy. No, they're very heavy. And so what I've been doing is... Um, I mean, you take them and sell them. That's what I always did in Fallout. But yeah. if you do the money glitch, you don't ever need to sell anything. So then that kind of negates that need. But that's cheating anyway. But but the thing is, like... So that's why I've decided that, that it's very important to get the scrapper perk. Mm-hmm. Which lets you take all those guns and break them down into gun modding components. Okay. So that's what I'm doing for that reason. Because I'm not going to use pipe pistol number 87. You know what I mean? But I want the screws in it. Well, there you, you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's a perk I can get. I, I just... 
There's a, I mean, but it's fiddly small things. Like, as far as vats, that's just a matter of getting used to it. I don't dig it. I'll tell you why I don't dig it. Not using vats is way more effective than using vats. Have you noticed? Well, I have the Lux out, so I do it for the Mysterious Stranger. That's cool. It also like, gives you, you get, criticals. Yeah, you get, like, you two shots. Well, depending on what gun depending you on the use. gun, you maybe get three shots. With my when I don't use it, I'm like, ah, yeah, but criti- criticals are auto hits. Okay, that's cool. And mysterious stranger. Mysterious stranger. That stuff's cool, but using okay, take criticals out. You can't really. I mean, it, it makes it an, an unequal conversation. But let's say criticals weren't in, and let's say mysterious stranger wasn't an issue, non-issue. Vats versus non-vats, you can shoot way more. Like it used to be. That and maybe I'm just wrong about this, but it used to be in that you could only shoot the same number of times in vats and out of vats. It would use the same ability points. It's just that you could do it planet or not planet. Well, no, you never. I mean, out of vats never used ability points. Okay, you can always free fire. It's just vats was what you used to use uh, ability points. I think vats is also different depending if you use automatic weapons versus non-automatic. Yeah, automatic weapons and vats are terrible. Yeah, not, not- yeah. But I use rifles, and so they let me... Yeah, so me... automatic... I mean, not, yeah, non-automatic weapons in VATS is better than automatic weapons, because you are limiting yourself. that's fucking stupid. It's bad design. That's how it's always kind of been, though. I don't remember that. I remember being able to use anything in VATS, and it always being sweet. It also now, throws time before. Yeah. I think it has its uses. They're different, but it's still a useful feature. Especially... It's a useful feature, but it's not like an always go-to feature. Well, like that's, what they, that's why they made the gunplay better. Oh, okay. So that's the intention. Yeah. Um, so I think that works I out. I mean, you, but here's the thing: in the same amount of time, I can make I can shoot the guy fifty <laughs> times, or I can shoot the guy four times. I mean, I don't get it. Like, what, what's why would I ever, except for Mysterious Stranger and Criticals? Like, I mean, I, it also helps with aiming at, at tougher targets and giving you a better t- chance of hitting those, as opposed to just body shots. Yeah, stuff like like, okay. the, like the Meyer. Lurk. Maybe I haven't gotten there like, that long. Maybe like the Meyer. Because the Meyer look when you're just shooting at him. Because of his shell, he's sometimes a little harder to hit, but when okay. you're in Vats, at least, it's, you can kind of hit a soft belly a little easier. I just feel like Vats misses a lot, too, for me. Like, I... I well, I have to have luck rolls. stat. So. But I feel like it misses a lot. Well, Does see, luck hate help how often you hit? Luck helps out with... with it, it, it helps out with that, and it helps out with criticals, and some, some other... I think I need I luck. Luck I'm, is a great stat. I'm missing stat. fucking everything. I'm, I think perception I hit, like I do three helps. shots and I miss all three all the time. I think perception also helps out with hitting. Yeah, there, that, there's one of the stats. Perception, I think, is the one that gives you better bats. Uh, so boost that as well. I just miss every fucking shot. All right, I but, think that's... But on, perception gives you more shots. Yeah, no, that's that, agility. You know, that's agility. agility? Yeah. All of this on a micro level, I think on the larger level, <laughs> is it's, it's just really fun exploring the world. It's mm-hmm. as fun as it's ever been. Um, there's a lot of cool secrets. Oh, you like the companions? You like them? The companions are great. Dude, I love the companions. They're way better. You get way more story with them. You can get loyalty, like, narrative, and I think missions, there's, like, semi-missions from them. Um, yeah, depending on what, what person you have. Like, cause, because, and then also it's really cool because you do those loyalty missions with them, and then they give you a perk whenever they're with you. And if you romance them, and you sleep in a bed that's near them, you get, like, an experience boost for a while. Yeah, and they're just really great characters. Nick Valentine, Piper, Oh, Dog Nick Valentine Meat. is great, especially if you have the Mysterious Stranger perk, because he'll see and be like, wait, we saw the Mysterious Stranger, where'd he go? And so it's really yeah, funny. Yeah, Nick Valentine's like a conspiracy theorist <laughs> on the Mysterious Stranger. He's always, like, talking about how, yeah, well, we like, almost had him. He just slipped through our fingers, and we're just like... Uh, see, I haven't gotten at him yet. I haven't gotten Nick him Valentine's going to be a favorite for you. I, yeah. can, I can just yeah, feel Nick it. Nick Valentine's but really cool. It's Piper's just, really cool. You know what? It's Fallout, and it's fun to explore another wasteland. Like, I, What's weird to me is that <laughs> a lot of people... He just said another wasteland. 
What's weird to me <laughs> is that a lot of people complained about New Vegas just feeling like an expansion pack and not a new game, but that was only two years later. Now we're here seven years out from Fallout 3, and it's not that ch- change. I don't care. I think it's just a fun game system, but the s- changes that are there aren't so They're epic all, and sweeping. It, it looks the fucking same. I swear to God, not be. I mean, I I probably could tell the difference, but like when I play Fallout Four, I I think man, I, I probably couldn't like like having not played Fallout Three for a while. Mm-hmm. If I played Fallout Four now, when I look at it, I probably couldn't say, "Ooh, that looks better," and that looks. I mean, I really no, can't I, even tell. I feel, I feel the same way that I don't feel like it looks that, not not that I think it looks ha- like, totally shitty, but I'm just like, but it I'm like it doesn't look that much better where no. it's like like it's not like when you played Halo 3 into Halo 4 and you were like oh my god right or when you <laughs> played Mario and then you played Wii U Mario it was yeah. like what the right. fuck well that's well, a really a big jump difference. too no 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 no, like, no 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 uh, 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 New Super Mario Brothers on Wii versus okay, New Super okay. Mario Brothers okay. on Wii U yeah but like, now I played Wii U Vegas like three months ago it is better but in relation to what's around it in the gaming sphere, yeah, it does, it's not all that. Why is that? Because that's Bethesda. That's Bethesda. Why? They don't prioritize graphics. They never have, and they never will, probably. Yeah, I guess you're right. And graphics don't really matter, so I don't care on that front. No, it's still a fun game. Well, and it's, it's not about graphics to me. What it is to me that didn't evolve is art design. Didn't evolve. I wanted art design to evolve more. I can, no, yeah, I can agree to that, because I feel like that... I don't need more pixels. Pixels count is fucking fine. It's yeah. the freaking, like, everything looks like the same houses with the same, like, pieces that build the houses. Yeah, you know yeah outside I mean? of, like, shit. really big landmarks like Fenway or, like, uh, apparently, like, the Cheers Bar and stuff like that. Like, that are iconic that they built into. What Cheers Bar? You can find the Cheers Bar. You can bar. find the Cheers Bar. Well, it's no. in Boston. Nine it's in Boston. Out of, 9.5 out of 10 all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. No, um... But out, yeah, outside of things that are just like put into it, it does look. And the story is pretty solid so far. I mean, I'm not super far into it, but I'm digging it. I'm digging the other characters. I'm digging the cool things like um, the memory den, where you can like revisit past memories and see stuff. And what? It's a very small side thing you can do, but it's just there, and you don't have to find it. And that's the other thing that's great about Bethesda. Their games, they don't care if you see everything. I've heard Vault 81 is awesome, although I haven't been there yet. Yeah, you see what you want to see, and you see where you end up going, but they're okay putting complete locations off the map with no real signage that it's there. They're okay with you just finding things for the sake of it and hiding things in locations that no one's going to find without like or data mining or luck. <laughs> Uh, the ridiculous Easter eggs, like the alien Easter egg, where a piece is scrapped with the same serial number as the ship. It's literally an Easter egg in the game. Let me ask you this: What are the when you read that article about what are good special perks to do? What did you read aside from luck? Well, no, it it, it was like the ten things I wish I knew about Fallout before playing it. Oh, I think I read that, but I forget it. So yeah, it was like it was like you know luck. You know, luck is like the, one of the best stats that you can go into, and that like it's like luck is one of the best stats, and then you can pick either. Hacking or lockpicking. Because they, one of the, they usually do the same thing. Because they usually do the same thing. And also... I wish I'd known that. Yeah. No, I'm boosting both. You still get experience, and there are some different No, ones. you do get experience, but if you travel along with Nick Valentine, he can hack any computer. Wow. Like, you can actually send Nick to do it. You don't get the experience then, but he can hack the computer. It's like nine points. It's like, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. But, so it's like, you and then do that. And then, they said, like, charisma is, like, isn't a terrible thing to level up, but it's still kind of like a coin flip. That so it's like not the biggest thing to do, but they're so they were saying luck, uh, lock picking. Plus you can get charisma hacking. gear that you Plus can just you can put get... on for three points. Yeah, yeah. and then like you kind that. Of... And they were saying that they were saying it's like you know make sure you uh, 
use different types of guns and also make sure that you boost up your guns because you will hit a wall where you do not do damage to enemies. Like you will hit that wall apparently where just if you haven't like done a perk like like what Jordan did with the rifles and stuff like that. Like if you haven't done that or you haven't picked up a bobblehead or like a magazine that helps you out, like you will hit a wall where you will not do damage, which wow. kind of sucks. When does that happen? I'm not sure. I didn't read I didn't read too too much about it cuz I didn't want spoilers, so I just kind of read the headers of everything. Yeah. There was that. Then there was also, um, oh, check your companions, because outside of dog meat, all your companions are kleptomaniacs, and yeah. they'll pick up things, so you always want to check their inventory. By the way, no, 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 dog meat jacks your shit, too. Just dog if meat? If you do the cryolator thing, where he takes the cryolator for you, he mm-hmm. steals all the uh, cryo ammo. Oh, does he? It's in his inventory, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't now know. I need to go. No, I didn't do that. I actually opened it. There's not a lot oh, of cryo you? ammo. There's 200. Yeah, it's not much. That shit goes fast. That what else was there? Oh, there was. If there's an area between two areas that you have to walk to, and it looks like there's a big expanse, nine times out of ten, there's a secret thing there. Not so much secret, but not not something that's on a. um, It won't have a map marker. There's a lot of really cool places that don't have map markers, but so you should always yeah like fast travel should be limited unless you're traveling really really far across. Because why? Because there's things that aren't marked on the map that you wouldn't find. No, but but you have to walk to something the first time anyway. Well, yeah, but how do you fast travel past shit if you have to walk there the first time? Well, because no, you're gonna have lo- you're gonna have paths. Like if you go A to B, you walked it, yeah. and then you walked like B to C. Well, now this whole area in between A and C, you might not walk because you can just fast travel. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so they're saying that um, I can't. Remember. That was a triangle I drew for all of you listeners. <laughs> yeah, home. and there's uh, a triangle, and then that's there's... very simple. Triangle blew my fucking mind. For a there. <laughs> um, I'm not as scared to admit. What else? I was like, oh, uh, mind equals blown. Three points, 180 degrees. <laughs> mind equals blown. Yeah. Anyway, I was getting um, there, but it took me a minute. I can't, and I can't. I think that's it. That's all that I can think. I want to play ghosts all of a sudden. It's sitting on this thing, and I want to go buy it. <laughs> We're talking about Fallout Four right now. No, I'm sorry. You want it off of Call of Duty, sir? We, we <laughs> left it behind. Thank you, thank you. But now I want it. Now I want it. I want it. Later, I'm going to be one of your companions and call us. <laughs> just collect Call, call Duty will be gone. Also, I don't know if uh, people out listening land know that, but you can uh, put equipment on dog meat. My dog meat has a very cute bandana on and Walter <laughs> goggles. He's so you just put it in his inventory thing. and he wears it? You put it in his inventory and then you click Y to equip it and then he'll equip it. I'm really upset he can't wear a fedora because I wanted to put a fedora on him so badly. <laughs> because of course. <laughs> because of course. Um, he can wear a dog chain, right? Yeah. He can. Yeah, there's like dog collars and there's like dog armor that's in the game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raiders have it. Yeah. Yeah, the Raiders have it. And I can't think of anything else. Oh, uh, make sure you know where you put your companions because sometimes they just disappear. Yeah, so, like, I always send sure everyone you... to the same place. Yeah, so make my, sure you my, know I, where what I, one tip I read was make one place your main hub for the, at least until you get local leader perk. Like, always take everything to the same place. So I go back to Red Rocket for everything. Yeah, no. Always, what do you guys do for that? Red I go Rocket. to Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Because that's where my... But Red Rocket's, was. like, right across the yeah, street. Yeah, Red Rocket's so. right there. But yeah, uh, so I think that's it. I think that's all the, the tips um, that I can give out to people who haven't played Fallout before. There you go. There's but overall... Tip. I think it's really fun. It's I mean, really that's fun. That's important. To it's me definitely fun. Fallout. Just talking about it's making me have a good time. Like, I mean, it's lighting it's, me up. It's not as new and revolutionary as Fallout Three, and it's not as much of a this is this scratches this particular itch as I like. And in I wish, Vegas. and I wish Vats were more fun. That's yeah, but my that biggest music, thing. Though. Yeah, the soundtrack's pretty that great. Music, it's pretty though. repetitive, but yeah. Well, there's only like a dozen songs, <laughs> yeah, and if you die, it resets, and you just I want to hear I want to hear I won't I don't want to set the world on fire more than I do, but I never do. And it makes me just sad. Just fucking go to YouTube, dude. Just play that on a loop. <laughs> anyway. Until you get sick of it. Uh, yeah, so 
We had a lot of the big games. I think the only one we haven't played, but I definitely want to play. Is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Raider. And I am dying to play it. Yeah. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, no, there's also Metal Gear we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah, Metal Gear. And I have it. Oh, no, and Assassin's Creed. And I have both of those, and they're next on my hit list. I just haven't gotten to them yet. So this Christmas is going to be freaking awesome. I will possibly be picking Syndicate up this Black Friday. What's the deal on it? uh, 35. Where at? I forget where. I think GameStop. Uh, It's not the greatest Black Friday. Black Friday's kind of dying. Which makes me sad. There yeah. are, the, I mean, there's deals every day of the holidays now. So. Right. I was going to say, because like, <laughs> Xbox Live already put, popped their yeah. deals up. For so. me, Black Friday is a social event and a very important holiday that I just spend with friends. So, you know. But I still love some of the deals. And I'll probably pick a thing or two. Game what, Stop, are the, what are the other deals that you're thinking about? Um, There are a couple other games that escape me right now. The biggest thing, GameStop has a mystery box from Funko <laughs> with Black Friday exclusive pops. Including a Batgirl pop that I really want, uh, so I'll probably. I thought it was be... a mystery box, dude. Well, they have like well, five, have five mystery, five exclusives. Each box has one of them, and then there's. A are you going to buy pop. boxes until you get a? No, I'm just going to buy one box. How much are they? I'm going to try and convince Kelsey to buy a box if she goes because I want Batgirl. You know, if I get Batgirl, I'm going to want her. I'm going to punch you right in the <laughs> face and take her. <laughs> I just want everyone listening to know that this is recorded now. So if I punch in the face on Black Friday, Culprit. we all know who did it. Hey, that's how it's Hendrix... It's now premeditated. That's it's how Hendrix rolls. And, and, and I'm going to add fuel to the fire and say, I've been hearing talk of uh, you get one. <laughs> Jordan's not my boyfriend. You guys got to explain it Jordan's now. not my boyfriend, so he does not get one. All right. Kelsey's mother seems to think it's okay to beat your significant other one Okay, that's, that's really oversimplifying. And so is it oversimplifying? No, let's I... Do, let's, so let's put a little Easter egg out there. This has to do with Evan Peters. Yes. Go find out. Yeah, it has to do with Evan Peters, Emma Roberts. I don't like Emma Roberts because she did something to Evan Peters. There you go. My mom said wow, you get you just one. Give it away. <laughs> Not entirely. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we Evan played Peters a lot of games. Bitch. What? <laughs> what? Evan Peters, if you listen to this, <laughs> Kelsey wants to date you. Probably. I mean, you know, if you want, throw it out there. <laughs> if you want, if you want, uh, if you're no. interested, we'll send you a photo. Just, just whatever, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, keep being a little bitch. Are they? Are there any other games on anyone's mind? I played um, Mad Max. I don't know if anyone wants to hear about Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Real quick. Yeah, give us a little Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max, real quick. Mad Max is a really fun, um, like, it's very open-worldy. And it got totally overshadowed by everything. It did get totally overshadowed by everything, even in my, because I, I actually loved it. it. The driving is really great in it. The car combat is really great in it, too. And harpooning people off just, like, when you get your harpoon, you can just harpoon people out of their car. Is one of the most satisfying feelings. How's leveling up and crafting and shit? Is it fun or is it limited? Um, no, 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 no. Leveling up, well, if you do all the side missions, I was fully leveled up before I beat Act One. Isn't that the game? Oh, see, there you go. Very limited. Isn't that the? Isn't that the game that Corey Barlog like went to do after like his hiatus? Like, He's the dude who did God of War Two. I think. Oh, that, no. Okay, I was thinking of someone else. I don't else. know. I was thinking of Dennis Dyack for some reason. No, Dennis Dyack's my boy. He's gone. Dennis Dyack needs to shut the fuck up. (laughs) However, yeah, he is gone. He's like, one console future. That was him, like, getting cut off. (laughs) Yeah, that was him and me, like... Because nobody listens anymore. No. But uh, the crafting is really fun for the cars. You can tailor your car to any way that you want to drive it. Uh, If you want a really, like, tanky car, you can really tank... Tanky car, you want a it's car all that's over really one. fast. It's not all over in Act 1. I just, like, okay, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed in the sense that, like, there's different side missions that you can do. So, like, the whole idea is that um, you're trying to get rid of Scrotus's boys, and you're trying to get rid of Scrotus's hold over... Scrotum's boys? Scrotus. Scrotum? Scrotus. No. Okay. <laughs> is it a play on Scrotus? It's okay. Scrotus. Um, uh, what was I saying? Okay, you're trying to release a hold. So, like, you take down these, like, 
male windmill type things, and that reduces the threat. You destroy caravans, which caravans give you, like, hood ornaments, which are kind of cool because you can see them on your car. Then there's also, you take down, like, um, different uh, 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 camps, and so, and then that reduces the territory to zero, so then your people that you've been helping out can now freely, like, move stuff around to your different place. And you do that over and over again. Well, if you clear out the first area, Jet's area, you do all of that, which is actually a lot. Like, it's not like it's, like, five things. Like, it's, like... 20 things and then like three caravans and a bunch of different things if you do all that plus all the story missions Mm -hmm. you can very easily level up to the max level uh very very quickly but i think each level because like you go to this guy whose name is escaping me right now and you give him these tokens and i think for each thing that there are it gives you a a scrotum (laughs) collected from the wasteland i think there's seven and I think they each have, like, ten points each that go into Scrotum them. points. Scrotum points, yes. Okay, nice. Ten scrotum points uh, in each of the seven things. So, so like, in the end, you can have a hundred... Oh, no, seventy scrotum se- points. Seventy scrotum points. I okay. think that's what it's called. Right. Yeah, seventy scrotum points. Um, but <laughs> oh, and there's mine feeling... that your dog can sniff out, which is kind of fun. Um, cool. That is cool. That's so, novel. So, yeah. And so, and it's a lot of fun. Um, the, like I said, the combat's really fun. The car combat. It's the same people who did, you know, Arkham. So it has the Arkham uh, fight style. Wait, what? No, it's not. It's WB, Warner Brothers. Oh, I was going to say, it ain't Rocksteady. No, 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 it's not Rocksteady. But it's Warner Brothers, so it has the same... um, So it is. So it is. So it has the same uh, 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 fighting style. So Max fights the same way that, like, Batman would. He doesn't really have that snapping ability that Batman did. Like, you know, if you press X, you fly all the way across. He doesn't snap like that, but it's really cool. And then you have Fury Mode. When you go into Fury Mode, you can, like, insta-kill people. Does Furiosa show up? Furiosa? No, she doesn't show up. It, It has no ties to the movie. That's good. It has it is a completely owned game, which That's is a good. lot of fun because it's not kind of limited by the movie. That's good, and it has its own little story that I can tell. It is a very good story. I like the story. Um, I'm almost done with it, but yeah, but that's Mad Max. I I would honestly I'd pick it up. It's probably really a lot cheaper now because mm-hmm. all these other big AAA games have have come Squashed out. Squashed it. Probably going to be cheap it. on Black Friday. Probably will be cheap on Black Friday. Are you at all interested? Jordan? Yeah, yeah, I'd play it. But if you're interested in like really fun car combat. And you know just, what it reminds me of a shit ton the way you're describing it and the way I've heard it described? Uh, that, that, um, I bet you can guess what I'm about to say. Um, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Doom 3's developer. Oh, Rage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Rage seemed very Mad Max, so yeah. wouldn't be surprised that yeah. there's similarities there. But you know, but Mad Max is a lot of fun. <laughs> you have the fun car customization, you can customize your character in any way you want, and you can change his head, you can get different faces you can put on. Can you get a scrotum face? Can you get a scrotum? Yes. The scrotum face is uh, when you get to the uh, highest level. Uh, nice. The nice. secret nice. Easter egg. Nice. Scrotum face. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, well, let me let me tell you guys, this is a little side note, but there is, um, uh, I don't know, if, Kelsey, if you're familiar with this and if you are, Jordan, but there is a Kickstarter right now. I'm not familiar with this Kickstarter. And it is for this comic called Terminal Protocol. Oh my goodness, tell me more. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Like, this is... If there's anything, if you like sci-fi, if you like AI, if you like feelings... Wait, holy crap, Rich. We have the like creator emotion- right Wait, here. Wait, no. Well, the creator's right no. here. No. Yes. Who? He's is like, it you? No, Jordan L. Saint. Oh! I thought it was by that Rem dude. That Rem Brew dude? No, but he's the artist behind it. Oh, that it. image dude, Rem Brew? Yeah, the image dude, Rem Brew, who did that one comic that's name is escaping me right now. Maybe the there's creator, so- Jordan L. Saint, can tell us more about it. Oh, okay. They're so subtle. <laughs> hey, Jordan, you doing a comic that's on Kickstarter and really successful so far? 
Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, as, as anyone who may or may not have ever listened to the podcast knows, we also love comics. We love comics. I was a creative writing major in college, and I've always wanted to continue that. And so I, for the past year, well, not full year, but like about no, pretty much a year now at this point, have been developing a comic uh, with the artist Rembrew, who was uh, worked on the image book The End Times of Bram and Ben. Among uh, other titles. with J- Yeah, he worked on that with James Asmus and Jim Festate. He's done who, other stuff. by the way, they're the writers, uh, just to show legitimacy, they're the writers who did freaking um, 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 Quan and Woody, right? Quan and Woody for Valiant, that's James Asmus, yeah. Uh, so, so, like, Rembrew's <laughs> down in it. Currently, and now he's working with Jordan Alseca, so you know he's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my first major comic project, and it's currently on Kickstarter. Um... Now, as we said at the top, if you are not into comics, uh, maybe you're already tuning out, but because... There is a reason to is stay reason. tuned in. Yes, if you care, if you like listening to us chat games, comics, TV, whatever, the crew, which includes Rich Lepore, Kelsey Lair, and uh, Kevin Schaefer, have all agreed to a certain bonus for backers of that uh, project, because I am so involved with the joy of now geek, the joy of geek, uh, we are doing a special... Stretch, or it's sort of a stretch goal. It's a backer goal for the Kickstarter. So this is a goal that really doesn't require any additional money to to make happen. It's just a matter of rewarding however many people back the project. And so we are going and to spreading be, the word. Yeah, spreading the word because so, it's all about number of backers as opposed to how much they back that. So if you get fifteen backers, they all back at a dollar. You might, but not the, yeah, I'm I mean, sure you'd you rather know, if you back at the point where you get the book. Yeah, back the at book's going to be amazing. Back at you know we're we're still a couple grand short, so feel give, free. Give me the give me the pitch. Uh, Terminal Protocol is you know it's the story of a husband and wife uh, who are <laughs> as he grabs his cheeky. <laughs> I'm just I'm not good at talking. Did you the add legitimacy or take it away from? I'm going to take it off your face. <laughs> no, look, uh, it's the story oh. about a husband and wife couple who have worked together for 25 years. They started this company called Future Sight. And, you know, AI, robotics, they've changed the way the world works. Uh, it's a near-future story. Um, but everything kind of changes when her, the husband, Dustin, ends up getting a terminal illness. And there's no cure. So his wife, uh, Catherine, works extremely hard on finding a new solution, you know, through AI and robotics to find a way to save her husband. Um, and it's, you know, questions of morality about how far is too far with human enhancement, AI. Uh, at what point is it better to let someone die than, you know, try and keep them going? And those are just some of the themes that we have a whole Kickstarter video that I put we put together that, that probably explains it better than I'm going to That's pretty right good now. My, my favorite part uh, about the Kickstarter is when you say uh, they, they have, like, the most successful company in the world but or, or in the country or whatever. They've changed the face of, of, of you know, the way people operate. Um, but none of it matters when they find out that he's dying. Yeah. To me, that's awesome. It's like that moment you hit... When you realize, like, wow, you know what, you know what, good. Not that this has anything to do with the themes of your of your thing, or maybe it does, but like everybody who's like a billionaire, they're all like have these like scientists looking for eternal life solutions and shit. Like everybody who's a billionaire is like, I want to live forever now because like everyone loves me and I have tons of money and I want to live forever. Exactly, now. be like Walt Disney. But it's an interesting concept. Is like, is that is that legitimate? Is that you know, is there a good reason why people have lifespans and die? And 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 what is the fairness of somebody who's young like your character? Was he forty, forty five? Yeah, in his forties. You know, uh, um, and and they find out they're dying. Like, where, where's the fairness in that? And I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to see how, how you tackle it. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a full six page prologue that Rem and I have put out that's on the Kickstarter page. Uh, we're on Facebook. You can find us under Terminal Protocol. Rembrew has his own page as well. Uh, Rich is going to probably throw all the links in the uh, description for this episode. You know it. But 
And if uh, I wasn't before, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got, you know, just a bunch of great stuff uh, that you can get. You can get copies of the physical book. Uh, it's going to be a full, you know, nice graphic novel, uh, just one-shot story. Uh, we've worked really bunch hard on it. Yeah, a bunch of extras in the book. Uh, you can get sketches from Rem. We have art prints. Uh, you can even appear in the book. Uh, we our, our toppest slots have filled up. That might might change. You know, it's, it's pledges change all the time. But we also have five uh, currently. I don't know if they'll be taken by the time this comes out. But we'll have we have five cameo appearances in the book where you'll just appear and Rem will draw you. You'll get a sketch from him. Um, you get a lot of sketches from Rem. Is is my point? If you want it back at the higher levels, but even for ten dollars, you can get the PDF. And if all you want is you know to to hear more of us. Uh, at the dollar level, every backer is going to get this. For every fifty backers up to two hundred and fifty, the uh, the Joy of Geek crew are going to get together and do a podcast review of a different sci-fi movie about AI robotics. Um, there's four hosts, so the first one's going to be my pick, uh, and it's going to start with the only movie it could start with, uh, Transcendence with Johnny Depp. Now that oh. might seem like a weird pick, but Have when you I was seen it. Uh, I have seen it uh, before. It is not good. And that was very... Because when I, when I was originally writing the Terminal Protocol script a few years ago, I, I really liked the idea. But then here comes this movie with Johnny Depp, this big blockbuster. I'm like, oh no, it's a lot of the same ideas. What's what's going on? No, I'm going to be I'm gonna be outdated. And then the movie comes out and it's terrible. And I'm like, oh, thank God, no one cares. I heard that it's him on a TV screen for an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's Fantastic. what I heard. So how... We're you only, have an actor in a movie, and all you see is him on a screen. As of this recording, we're only four backers away from that podcast getting produced. So you I got mean, another backer since we last looked? Yeah, we, we currently are at 41% funded with 46 backers. That's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Um, a lot of people are excited about all the sketches you can get. Uh, and you can check all these out on the reward page. Uh, it's right on Kickstarter, Terminal Protocol. At right now, if you go to comics, we're one of the top things you'll see. So that's awesome. Number two of the things you'll see. And uh, they're a staff pick. Yeah, we were made a staff pick. We've had a really good first week. Uh, and if for every 50 backers up to 250, we're going to do an additional podcast, uh, movies like, uh, who knows, iRobot, AI, Artificial Intelligence. Ex Machina, who knows. Ex Machina. Uh, everyone's going to have a pick. Mine's Transcendence because it just felt like the right movie, but Rich will have a pick. Kelsey's going to have a pick. Kevin's going to have a pick. And then if we do get up to 250 backers, be amazing. Be super excited on that level just because... That's going to mean a lot of great stuff for the book because if we go over our you know initial goal, we're gonna we got stretch goals in mind. We're not we're not talking about them yet because it still seems crazy far away to me. Uh, the last one's going to be a a listener's pick. We're going to have a poll in the Kickstarter. So for a dollar at this point, it, I feel safe in saying you're probably going to get at least one podcast. But just for a dollar, guys, you can get up to five podcasts that no one else is going to hear. These are going to be Kickstarter exclusive uh, and just hear us talk about movies. And I think that's fun. We we love talking movies here. We'll ramble on forever about our favorite films, uh, and so if you're any interest, uh, at least check it out. I, I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm proud of what we've got so far, and uh, I'm hopeful we're going to fund and maybe even fund further and, and be able to do more cool stuff with the book. Uh, and I thank Rich and Kelsey for letting me ramble about this a little because I think the joy. I think there's some people out there who'd be oh, interested. huge overlap. It's uh, huge overlap. I mean, this concept's really, really cool. Uh, I wish that I could take the art and that prologue and like auditize it or digitize it so you could like <laughs> see it but just there's going to be a link in the show notes just click the link and just take a look at it and if that's all you do i think you'll be blown away 
You know, definitely. I mean, Jordan's my best friend, and he's been my best friend for <laughs> three, three years. So I know I'm a little biased, but I mean, the prologue's great. I get to read the prologue, and the art is fantastic. The art will pull you in. Rem is, is an amazing artist, and Jordan is an amazing writer, and together they're, they're going to make a kick-ass project, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the project's written. It's been you know gone through an extensive yeah, editing lot. process. It was originally for an anthology, uh, so it got edited a lot. And I'm very proud of where it ended up. And you know we've rewritten it again. I'm working yeah. with Rem. <laughs> Rem brings so much to the project. I I really credit my artist. I, he's great. And you know just I, well, that's the thing about comics. Like you know, artists are so fucking important. You yeah. know what I mean? Writers you tend to get top billing, but in, in in comics, it's such a fifty fifty operation. If not, I mean, it's just it's anyway. Art's yeah. very important. Writing is also equally fucking important, but anyway. Uh, and so you'll probably hear about this at least one more time because I'm sure Rich and I and Kevin will probably be doing a comics episode before too long here. Yeah. Uh, because we're all dying to talk comics. Uh, and, now that uh, I'm back in town, dude, I'm ready to rock. We're going to have a – it's going to be good. We're all just excited to be back. We're excited to have Kelsey on the team more full time now. I'm so excited. She seems ex- – always sounds so genuine. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, man. I just can't wait to play more games, read more comics, watch more movies, watch more TV, and talk about all of it with the Joy of Gaming crew. Well, in that case, what are you going to be playing, Rich? Uh, hopefully not Destiny. <laughs> Just, you gotta stay away. So here, I'm gonna here, at least in, wait. In the show notes, someone or comment to us, and we will pay you to slap Rich every time he wants to play Destiny. That'll yeah, be your full time job. Comment we'll slap. get you there. It'll be All awesome. Right. All right. So that, um, I mean, it's really for me. It's Fallout, Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I want to play really bad. Um, I want to play Metal Gear, but like as the days go by, my interest in it wanes, and I wish it wouldn't, because I really, really, really want to play it, and I heard it's really, really, really amazing. Definitely got to play it before Game of the Year. I think we all should. I don't know if you all will, but... A lot I'm of people try. say it's Game of the Year. I mean, no, I know. I'm going to try really hard to, to play if it. Kelsey gets it digitally, I'd play it, but otherwise I don't wow, know. Wow, do you hear that? Hey, we it's a fair and hey, equal sugar trade mommy. here. <laughs> hey, sugar mama. Fair and equal trade. <laughs> sugar mama. <laughs> I'll take Biden, guys. Isaac away. Don't. <laughs> oh, you were responsible for binding. Yeah, he's responsible for addiction. Wait, I thought Adam had yours, or you guys switched that. He was, I, old friend of the show, Adam. Uh, he's welcome to it. He hasn't taken. I think he just works so much. He's barely he barely plays the games he gets sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, he's always welcome to it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no. I uh, as for me, I'm going to be playing more Fallout, more Call of Duty. Uh, we still need to finish the campaign. I want to play uh, more. You mean you guys haven't finished the campaign? We have two a lot. missions. Oh, you know we'll be playing zombies. We're like we'll do two missions or two times, and it's like three hours later. We're like, well, <laughs> we're out of time for the night. I got to go to work in the morning. So uh, <laughs> zombies was fun. Uh, wow. But uh, all that, uh, I'm definitely going to be playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. I want to get that yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Uh, and then Kelsey and I started playing Misplosion Man. It's one of the backwards compatible games, so we'll probably keep playing that. Uh, just because I never played through the co-op campaign on that one. Awesome. Kelsey? Uh, Indeed. Um, well, I'll probably be finishing up Mad Max, more Black Ops 3, probably more Fallout 4, hopefully Rise of the Tomb Raider. Just hopefully... No Black Friday deals, huh? <laughs> well, Syndicate. I might, I'll probably get up, pick up Syndicate. I don't, yeah, well, no, we'll see when I look at, when I look at it. And no Black Friday Rise, huh? I don't think it's on sale, unfortunately. I mean, it only just came out, yeah, I know. so it's understandable. Mm. But maybe, maybe there'll be a sneak deal. Who knows? Mm. We'll see. I'm gonna be che- I'm gonna be in those newspapers on Wednesday, on uh, on or no on Thursday, looking at all the deals. I always do that uh, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, but, but then oh, and then Miss Explosion Man and Perfect Dark. Yeah, we started playing the that ones. as well. 
We just got this scout. Which is just like, makes me ill to even think about playing <laughs> the original Perfect Dark. But it's still fun. Fuck, it's dude. Fun. Why don't you go grab it, it's N64 and play some fucking Goldeneye? I mean, that it. might be next I've never on the played list. It, so yeah, I was me doing that. It's at this point, it's so outdated and irrelevant. All right, it's cool, <laughs> but it's, it's backwards cool. compatible. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make use so of my nuts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, that sounded really immature. Sorry, sorry. It wouldn't be the first time someone said something immature on this podcast. Would not. I'm uh, I'm holding a monkey right now. <laughs> it's Abu. It is Abu. It's, it's stuffed Abu. It's sticky hands Abu. Yeah. You know what the best part of this stall is? It's curly tail. It's so cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. Look at that tail. It's curly. Awesome. Anyways, <laughs> we digress. Uh, for the Joy of Gaming podcast slash the Joy of Geek. Network. Network. Umbrella. Umbrella. Network umbrella. That's the ticket. (laughs) Uh, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kelsey Lair. And we will be back real soon.